welcome to Crit Apocalypse. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> welcome to Crit Apocalypse. How you pick the volume? Episode 112. Trying to get room noise. Sorry. Uh, welcome, welcome Jesus to Crit Apocalypse, episode 112. Uh, our uh, fine podcast is bi-weekly, and we should we buy a lot of things. <laughs> well, you know, don't out me to everyone. Um, okay, it's so Pride Month, you got. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so we're going to start by going through a little bit of news. You like the news? Do you have to shout so much? Sorry. You like the news? Let's go no. for the news. All right. No. So I'm going to drink my coffee while you get oh. on with that. Go on, get on with it. I mean, Bloodstain's out tomorrow. You mentioned that before we started recording. Are you excited about playing Bloodstain from Iggy? Iga? Iga? So <coughs> Iga Ashi? Yeah. You could say the name properly, couldn't you? Yeah. Iga. Your mum's an Iga. So we've got some... In, in, so you're excited about that. We've got some more news about Death Stranding. We know kind of what it's about. No. Uh, um, Stop burping. Fuck's sake. Okay. People have to listen to this. Yeah. And? Don't burp in their ears. Oh, okay. Um, we've got some on-site, on-set footage of Jumanji 2. Electric Boogaloo. Um, yeah, I mean, what else has happened? Anything new in your world, Anne? No. You kept lost the one le- one election they could have potentially won. They lost it to uh, to Labour. Was it Labour? Yeah, they, they lose Labour everything. It again. That's true. That's true. They are a bunch of racist cunts. Okay, and why don't you go first this week? Since it's your turn to go first. What you're not going to just talk about random nonsense? No, for... look, you've you've shut me down. Fourteen minutes, no, like no. you do some weeks. Go. Oh, E3. What did you think of E3? Was there anything that you liked about E3? Devolver was pretty good, wasn't it? They always are. I like the look of Carrion. That's pretty cool. Carrion up the I secret first, laboratory. I at first thought it was a remake of the Dreamcast classic Carrier, the survival horror game. Do you remember that game? No. It's about plant people. Yeah. They were once just people people, and then yeah. they become plant people. Do you remember the Dreamcast game Blue Streak? That was a Transformer. No, it wasn't. And it, it was, was also a, a film game. with Richard Pryor. Well, it's a Dreamcast game before it was a film. Was it Richard, Richard Pryor? Pryor no, it was Martin Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Richard Pryor had MS by then. He was not in any mood to uh, go hopping around. Was Martin um, Lawrence the one who... No, it was Cuba Martin Gooden Juvers got done for groping. Oh, yeah, Cuba Gooden has been groping people, yeah. No, Martin Lawrence is... Uh, well, his crime was Bad Boys 2. Oh, yeah. And Black Knight. Um, okay, okay. So, Ant, your review. Which review? Your first review. Of what? A thing. Of what? Go on. No, oh, for fuck's sake, you've ruined everything. <laughs> um, I guess I'll start with... Ow, crushing my fingers. What nice. have I done last... What was the review last time? A bunch of stuff. No. Oh. oh, that's really helpful. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember exactly what you reviewed, but would you like me to go over it? No. I'll double check for you on SoundCloud. I guess I'm going to have to talk about the thing you stopped me from viewing last week. Power Rangers. Ago. Yeah, Power yeah, Rangers Super Power Mega Rangers. Force. Yeah, get on. Because I was going to review that, and then Why? you were all like, I'm going to do Layers of Fear now instead of Godzilla. And? I'm allowed to review what the fuck I want, ho. No. <sighs> Back your shit up. Shut Power Rangers up. Super Mega Force. Tell me all about it. Um, It's widely regarded as the worst Power Rangers series. What's their favourite food? Uh, They don't actually do much about to do with food in oh. this series. Actually, Froyo's. Okay. Cool. Froyo's, actually. Froyo's yeah. their favourite food. Yeah. So it's essentially The Good Place. Yeah. Power Rangers. Long before The Good Place. Good Place ripped them off. Well, I know, but it's got to set the... Good Place ripped them off. 
Fact. Oh, Wilmot's Warehouse was a thing you reviewed last week to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. It's a classic. Still something you recommend? It's a good game. Yeah, it's a good game. Okay. Anyway, um, so Super Mega Force is. We, we, I reviewed Mega Force a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago, like two episodes ago, but now the continuity's lost because you missed one. Yeah. Didn't, yeah. Ruined it. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big man. I'm just looking at the hashtags you used last time. You didn't use Swamp Thing and you didn't use. I don't use, use hashtags. Hashtags are rubbish. Well, you got like. They're, they don't even serve a function. Other than being clickable. What? Yeah, that's the hashtags on there. That's the matter. Oh. Anyway, Power Rangers Super Megaforce. Okay, yeah. so Megaforce was the series that was based on friggin' Gosager, one of the suits. Super Megaforce, right? So Super Megaforce is based on Gokaija, which was the f- one Good of the Sentai. first Super Sentai series I reviewed on here. Okay. This is the first Power Rangers series where I've seen the Super Sentai. Isn't that crazy? It is. I've already seen the show before. So the problem with the Megaforce series was that they, they Toei apparently had told them that they have to adapt every series of Super Sentai. But because they were spreading each team over two series, yeah. they were condensing 50-odd episodes of stuff into 20 episodes. And this is where they tried to do Gosaja one series, Gokaija the following series, somehow tie them together. Okay. Doesn't really work at all. Yeah. Um, Megaforce was just boring. Nothing happened. It just, uh, just like they were spinning their wheels, waiting to get to the anniversary series the next year. There was a bunch of references to Power Rangers because it's an anniversary, a two-year celebration of Power Rangers. Okay, they forget to celebrate because I always forget that Power Rangers were just the name of the Rangers from the first series. The other they're, Rangers, are like Ninja Rangers, and... well, they're all Power Rangers. Power Rangers is oh, the term sense. as them. Like if as if they were a species of animal, they would be Power Rangers. Racist, but the Subgroup, subspecies would be Ninja Steel. You're saying they're subhuman? I yeah, guess, yes. You're One of them's a caveman in... Oh, God, oh, God. Um, they're called African-Americans. No, <laughs> racist. You're the racist one. Jesus. Uh, but anyway, so at the end of the last series, the series ended with a massive invasion fleet coming. That invasion fleet is the one from Gokaija. Yeah. He ends up invade Earth. They come down. Big old... Thing, everyone's like, ah, shit, they're blowing fucking stuff up, in it? And the Power Rangers are struggling to fight, and then Gosei's just like, just continuous tradition, just going, oh, yeah, I've got these, like, way more powerful weapons you can use. Do you want okay. them? It's fucking one of those have them. series where they don't really have a reason for them to get more powerful. Yeah. They just get more powerful when they. And they get the more powerful costumes, which are just the Gokaija costumes. So now they're pirates. Um, they never once mention their pirates. They fly around the place in a giant pirate ship. Never once mention their pirates. Do you know an interesting fact about pirates? They're not real. Well, no, pirates were real. They still are, actually, are they? real. Yeah. 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 Do you know, like, so the rumour was that pirates, they went around raping and pillaging, right? And <coughs> some pirates did do that. They were... It's going to cough of... straight into the microphone. Yeah, sorry. Uh, some of them did do that. There were, like, a few bad eggs. But the majority of that, that misinformation... Four monsters with actually, giant robots. Yeah. The majority of that information actually came from the Queen and the Crown. So they would spread this misinformation that people were uh, being raped, murdered, pillaged by pirates... So that they they had less people who would aid them when they were out and about in the sea. How clever is that? That sounds an awful lot like a misinformation tactic. Yeah. Deployed by Brexit. Yeah. Yeah. People. I'm not talking about racists this week. I mean Brexit is. Hmm. I'm not going to talk about racists yeah, like Boris pirates. Johnson. I'm trying to talk about Power oh, Rangers. Yeah, sorry, talk about Power Rangers. So that now, now, whenever they want to use their forms, they have to use their super mega mode. Mm-hmm. which is Super Mega Force mode or whatever. They're just pirate costumes. They never mentioned the angelic thing in the previous series when they were clearly angelic in theme with, like, all these gold things and yeah. all that. 
and now they don't mention that they're pirates or anything. At least they don't have cards that have Japanese all over them with the Japanese team names and all that. Like they're putting straight on screen going, look, it says go Sager. I remember the leftover plot, the left, leftover prop series. Hmm. So um, this series is pirates. And remember Go Kaija? Mm-hmm. What the theme was in Go Kaija other yeah. than pirates? Yeah. Was that they could turn into previous Super Sentai teams using tiny versions? Yeah, little keys, yeah. little keys, ting ting. Um, so this continues in Power Rangers. Only problem is there's a lot more Super Sentai than there is Power Rangers. So whenever they turn into a team that's not from Power Rangers that comes before it, they had to edit around it, or they'd have to film entirely new action sequences and stuff. Which you know sounds like putting some effort in and all that sort of stuff. Three episodes in, they give up on that, okay. and they just show the old teams. And Ghost Age just like, oh yeah, you've unlocked uh, you've unlocked Ranger powers that haven't previously existed on Earth. Uh, no one's ever seen them before. They're just old teams. One of them's the team that has the White Ranger in it from Mighty Morphin. Okay. Which just complete just brings up a whole bunch of continuity issues. The guy with a knife that was a lion that also it was Tommy. Saying. Tommy. Yeah. yeah. But he um yeah, so they just turn into other rangers now. So you're watching Power Rangers and you're seeing like Die Rangers and Change Man and Bio Man and stuff jumping around the place. They don't go back to the 70s costumes, but they go back to the 80s ones, and there's not much excuse for it. They've There's one episode of Dino Thunder where you see some folders that have the logos of old Super Sentai teams on them, mm-hmm. as if Tommy's been researching these old teams, and that's the closest thing you can get to an excuse for why they would just not bother. But it gets worse, because they do stuff like they, they reshoot sequences where yeah. older teams are in it, but instead of using the older teams, they use different Power Ranger teams plus some of the older ones. So it's just like they actually reshoot a sequence just to add more problems, which is bizarre. Um, but yeah, the series generally, um, they realise that the Red Ranger can't act by this series, so he doesn't say much for the whole series. In one episode, he like powers up like Goku yeah. for a second. Just then without his ranger costume, he just starts glowing red like he's going KO Ken. Oh, cool. What's that do? punches a robot. Um, I don't know. No one ever mentions it ever again. Oh. Happens in the second to last episode. So just it's just a thing. Cool. Just a thing he apparently can do. He doesn't know about it. No one goes, what's going on? Uh, uses it to reprogram a robot somehow. It's Power Rangers, man. Logic. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah that's, that's certainly something. <laughs> yeah. There's um, a couple of bits that impressed me, though. There's like... There's one episode in Go K- Go Kaiju which is friggin' hilarious, where it's the Car Ranger themed episode. Car Ranger's very funny, so they did a comedy episode in that one. Yeah. And there's a monster in the Japanese show called Jelishito, who's in love with one of the evil monsters, and she's fallen in love with one of the Rangers, and it's like a whole love triangle thing. And they cut around all the Car Ranger stuff because obviously I guess they couldn't get any of the Turbo Rangers back for this episode, and they just signed of like. They did basically just a straight-up adaptation of one of the weirdest episodes in the Japanese series, but with Power Rangers. So it was a bit odd, and I quite appreciated that. And it ended with a giant monster saying, I love you, to the little monster on the ground. Mm. He's been made massive. He just basically made, like, 90 foot tall, and he's confessing his love in the middle of the city, and everyone's just staring. Like, what? Um, and they did a really clever thing where, um, in Gokaija, the Green Ranger's the tech nerd, but in Megaforce, the Blue Ranger is... But they need the Green Ranger to make a weapon. And the Green Ranger's an idiot in Megaforce. So, so why is he making a weapon? So what they did is they combined it with another episode of Gokaija. Mm-hmm. And in that episode, the Green Ranger and the Yellow Ranger swapped bodies. But instead what they did is they had the Green Ranger and the Blue Ranger swap bodies. So now the Blue Ranger, who's the genius, is in the Green Ranger's body and he makes the weapon. So they okay. managed to find out a clever way of combining some episodes together to not make it seem weird that the dumbest Ranger made a big old gun cannon thing. 
Fair, <laughs> so enough. Fair enough. I was quite impressed with that. That was quite clever. Um, and But it's all just like, the whole thing in the series has been building up to this giant ranger battle that Red Ranger kept dreaming about. With all the rangers, going to be a ranger war. Turns out that's just like them cleaning up the last of the minions after they've defeated the big bad guy. They beat the big bad guy exactly the same way as it was in Gokaija. Quite a cool sequence. They keep morphing to different rangers and yeah. kick his ass. And then it's just like, oh, look, there's a shitload of minions. And all the rangers turn up and go, we'll help you now. And they got a couple of cameos from oh. Tommy. Because Tommy will just turn up if you just... Yeah, if you fucking... If you ring a bell somewhere, Tommy turns up. Yeah, if you just say you're doing anything related to Power Rangers, he'll be there. Um, but you also see, like, a couple of others. TJ, the one who couldn't act in Turbo's there. Oh, yeah, the um, kid. No, no, T- that's Justin. Justin was the kid. Yeah, TJ's the um, Red Ranger who couldn't act. And then in in space, he was demoted. And you know, Oh, yeah, there was the Green Ranger that looked a bit like John Leguizamo in that series. No, it was a Latino guy. He's not being racist. Well, he did look they a bit like John Leguizamo. Le- no, he, he had, like, the stupid... He looked like John Leguizamo from The Pest. No, he had, like, long, long you hair. The pre- no, he didn't. Yeah, he did. The he Green had, like, Ranger had long hair. Did he? He was called Carlos. So who was the Red Ranger? The Red Ranger? In which series? <laughs> One sec. Oh, my God. Man. Keep going, keep going. So, yeah, a um, couple of cameos. It's pointless. They just turn up and do a fight. And then you never... This five minutes, they've built up towards... There's an extended version of the episode, so I put that on. It turned out it was just the, the last two episodes stuck together with about 30 seconds of extra footage. <laughs> Waste of time. Um, oh, the Red Ranger was black in Turbo. Yeah, that was TJ. TJ. The one who can't act. Yeah. He was the second Red Ranger in Turbo because Tommy left that series. I, there is someone that I'm thinking of. It may not have been the Green Ranger, though. Who was the Black Ranger in that series? There wasn't the Black Ranger in Turbo. There was a Green Ranger. That was Carlos. Blue Ranger? Blue Ranger in that series was Justin, little kid. Yeah. See, I remember that. Watched it two years ago. I remember the fucking names. um, Yeah, so all the Rangers turn up and they fight some minions. It's pointless. Um, (laughs) They clearly just... I think the only reason they had those older teams that weren't in Power Rangers in is because they couldn't be asked to edit around them in that final battle sequence. Yeah. Because obviously so there's like, a shit ton of rangers running around. Just phone your cameo in, mate. They yeah. just had like a Nokia. And they were it's, like... stuff, it's stuff like the Die Rangers, who are quite clearly Chinese-themed. Like, yeah. they've got animal things, they've got waistcoats on, they've got little Chinese symbols and yeah. stuff like that. And they call them Blitz Rangers. Another one gets called Squadron. Cool. Yeah. But it's like, you, you don't know who these things are, so you, like... You could have at least done something where it's like, oh, they had to time travel and meet old ranger teams or something. And... Yeah. But, but no. no. Um... Why There's only two episodes before that where they team up with old rangers, yeah, um, who don't morph, but for reasons. <laughs> for reasons. Yeah, because um, in Gokaija they don't have their powers because all the rangers had to sacrifice their power to stop the first wave of the invasion. Yeah, and that's why the Gokaijas have course, all their powers. Of course. So that's why the old team members don't transform. But um, yeah, you just see the red samurai ranger and he doesn't really help. Much. He gives them a spin disc from samurai one of the discs they put on their swords. Mm. Um, but it's the one his dad gave him, which I think would be kind of sentimental to him and that disc was the one that just seals away the villain they just give it to him so he can activate a samurai power on his Zord. not if he hates Apparently. his daddy maybe, maybe yeah and then the Red Ranger from Jungle Fury turns up and this is basically a straight adaptation of the Gokaija episode but um yeah it is just it's lazy This, but there's little bits of characterization in there and there's little things where they did something interesting with the source material to work around things but I feel like they should have just they could have just gone all in like, I guess they didn't want to fly all loads of old rangers from America over. Yeah. I think that's probably the biggest problem. They just didn't want to do that. Just lazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just, yeah. But they could have got loads of the ones from when they started filming New Zealand a few years earlier. They could have really? done, you Rose, know. Rose McIver could come back. Yeah. No, well, she's in another dimension. That's the problem with the RPM rangers. 
No, they're in a different dimension. Although they are in I the forgot. final battle at the end. Of course, I forgot. Yeah, but um, she was too expensive, probably by then. Yeah. I mean, three years later, she was probably already starting Eye Zombie by then, wouldn't she? I would have thought. It's like four years ago. So yeah, yeah, about that four or five years ago. Yeah. Um, you know. But anyway, it's it's not a good series. Um, I think what doesn't help is that I've seen Go Kaiju and Go Kaiju is like. Fan fucking tastic, like the whole yeah, way through I'm, that I'm series is fun. I'm starting to get the idea that the, the Americanizations of these series are shit. Some of them, yeah, most of them, right? No, just the last couple. <laughs> it's been the last few. The Disney era is really good. It's solid the whole mm. way through, apart from one series is a bit wonky, but it ends on a really big high. But the new Saban era that we're in now, Neo Saban, that is like the fact they have to credit the, the Japanese screenwriters mm. on every episode because they're literally lifting the screenplay over. So it's much of a mess of me. Um, good thing is I'm, I'm nearly finished with Dino Charge, and Dino Charge is a lot better. So much better. And they've got a guy in it called uh, Kodo, who's a caveman. And he doesn't speak very good English. And he first appeared in an episode of Super Sentai. Hmm. He was in Japan, and he was hanging out, and they asked him to be in... He was just like trying to look for some acting work, and he got to be an extra in an episode of uh, Ninja, which is what the next series of Power Rangers is based on, cool. after Dino Charge. Wasn't well, that great? Random cameo. Fantastic. Good fun. Yeah, man, super super mega force. Not, it's not good. It's not as bad as the first series, just because the first series had nothing going on for it. This one at least had some fun. Yeah, but um, yeah, just a waste of time. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. It was never going to be perfect, was it? No, it was always going to be bad. In fact, because... they just get powers, man. Yeah, it's just like, hey, Rangers, you've uh, you picked up a yogurt off the floor. Congratulations, you can use the RPM Rangers power or some shit. Actually, they go to another dimension for that, mm. but um, and it looks nothing like it did. In, did I tell you that okay. I I oh. I was um yeah. I was talking to my friend about writing a script. No, oh, no. And uh, the idea was going to be that you take so you know James Bond. Yeah. And like you've got the American version of James Bond is like basically Ethan Hunt. And the American version of James Bond is the um, the guy played by what's his face. So essentially, it's Ethan Hunt. It's not bloody no. It's not um what's his name? Um, his name. Jeffrey. Jeffrey Wright. That yeah, it. it's not Jeffrey Wright. Um, so basically, like the idea was that. The English, they always have this suave, sexy English bloke turning up and being like, hey, my name's Bond here, I'm going to get it. And they always make out that, like, he's some sort of tactical genius. And he's well, some Bond, sort of or the American one. Well, no, the English one. Like, Bond mm-hmm. is always, in the things, it's always like, we've got to get Bond in. Bond is really good. But he always just fucks it up and then kind of saves himself at the end. Yeah. And that sort of ad hoc saves the world. That's how um, stories are told. And then Mission Impossible, it's the same sort of thing. Like, Ethan Hunt's always like, i got a plan, I'm going to go rogue. And then he goes rogue, and then he's like, oh my god, they've got my team. I'm going to kill everyone. Oh, that saved the world. Score. But anyway, so they're, like, they're, they're almost the exact same plots most of the time. It's the same sort of pacing. Well, not the same sort of pacing, because I think that Mission Impossible has become an art form, whereas James Bond has disappeared into obscurity. In that last film, well, not disappeared, but it's just drifting into some obscure like video game. It's not really like a film anymore. Uh, like I don't know if you watched. Did no, you? The last one was a big old camp. Love up to camp. James Bond was films. The last one, the one where he's going through the base with the MP5 and he's just one shotting everyone. Can't uh, remember. No that might be John Wick. No, no, it was a James Bond film, and he just basically one shots everyone mm. like with an MP5. The last one's the one with Blofeld. That was Spectre. Yeah. Yeah, no, it expected. wasn't very good that one. No. Skyfall was fantastic. Skyfall, though. I liked the ending because it was just Home Alone with Bond. Yeah, but uh, but basically, we start writing a script from the perspective of like you know how you've got all these really dedicated henchmen that like as soon as James Bond runs in, they pull out a gun and they're like, "I'm going to kill James Bond." I wanted to like I wanted to do a film from the perspective of the people that just took a job because they were quite desperate for work. 
So you've got like, so you have like the temp who's I mean, the like, guy gets run over by steamroll yeah, in Austin Powers. Yeah, basically, like those guys. Yeah. But instead of those guys trying to kill James Bond and Ethan Hunt, they're just trying to get out the base because those two agents have accidentally released a nerve agent that's drifting, drifting through the base. So they're like, it'd almost be like a towering inferno. But with, like, a few guys that would just really want to get out of that place before they died and wanted to make sure they saw their families again. And at the same time, you've got these two super spies killing everyone, but also unknowingly spreading this neurotoxin that's shutting down the base as they fight this villain. So it'd be like, you know, almost like the Avengers, if you were watching the battle from the Avengers and then Luke Cage was punching aliens on the ground. And every so often this background saw this massive explosion and Luke Cage was just like, I really don't want to be here. This is ridiculous. The stakes are too high. Why am I punching aliens in Queens? You know, it'd be like that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's besides the point. That's nothing to do with my when first Luke review. Cage just say Sweet Christmas? Sweet Christmas! Oh, Jessica Jones. Have you watched the newest no, series? No, because I'm still finishing The Punisher. Yeah, the newest series of Jessica Jones ain't great. Yeah, but you hate everything. So. No, I don't hate everything. Speaking of hating everything, Black Mirror Season 5 was released. There's only three episodes. Three episodes. Three very simple stories. Not technology is bad anymore. Like you say. Well, it was never totally that anyway. But um, three episodes, nice and simple. They're in film formats. So they're about an hour long, hour and 20 minutes long. Um, with recognisable stars. And they're just very simple stories, essentially. Mm. Um, one is about a man lamenting the death of his wife and trying to make a connection with uh, with anyone and he picks a particular figure it's one of the most powerful figures in the world decides that that's the person he wants to make a connection with and goes through desperate means to, to achieve that sounds like a stalker it's, well essentially that's what he is yeah. um, the second one is about two friends from college reconnecting for a video game they played when they were younger um, but things very quickly take a turn and they discover that it's possible they have feelings for each other beyond friendship uh, but only within the confines of the video game oh technology is bad actually it's, no that's not technology is bad that's people being given the freedom to do what they want within a space and the moral implications of that when they have relationships outside of that space mm. whether or not it's cheating or romance or whatever it is and how to face that it's a really good episode it stars Anthony Mackie and he's very very good in it and it's actually something I'd recommend that you watch you might enjoy it a lot more than you say you you have never enjoyed these things because you've never watched them. Um, and then the final one is quite funny. It's it's like um, it's Miley Cyrus plays a pop star who's depressed. She's avoiding taking her medication. Her mum, uh, not her mum, her aunt, is pushing her to do more and more to make more and more money. Um, and so they merchandise these small Ashley dolls. Her name is Ashley O, the pop star's name. And the little Ashley doll just basically... But really, she's just high schooler Hannah Montana. No. Um, so these little Ashley dolls, what they do is you speak to them and they're like a very basic AI. So they learn your name, they learn a little bit about you and they tell you how to do your makeup and stuff. It's like a mm. kid's toy. Um, but it turns out that they, instead of programming a full thing, they use what they use in other episodes, which is called a cookie. So in some of the other episodes, you can do a thing where it basically copies your consciousness through a cookie, and then that cookie exists, and it's just immortal, because it just doesn't die, it's just data. Mm. It's a data copy of your own consciousness. It turns out that they've taken a copy of a consciousness, and instead of actually editing it down so it's just the positive parts, they've just restricted it from responding in certain ways. So it's just a tiny fragment, and they accidentally release the rest of it. It's just this swearing, foul-mouthed little shit. Hmm. who's just a fucking absolute nightmare. Miley Cyrus really is reveling in that role. It's quite funny to hear her say, like, they go to charge her and they stick a cable in the back of the doll as they're doing the programming. And when they finally release it, it to her, it's like a cable being shoved up her asshole. So she does declaring that they need to pull it out and all this other stuff. And it's quite funny. It's quite a silly, silly thing. 
Um, but yeah, but I appreciate. I like. I liked all of these episodes, and I know that your technology is bad motif. Like it's not. It's not as simple as that. Things like Striking Vipers, which is the Anthony Mackie episode, is about relationships in in the current like current time. Like, where is it that you know? Take take any sort of relationship, and then outside of that relationship, whatever you do, whether or not you feel there's a moral implication, if that person was to see you in that situation, would you be ashamed? Would you be embarrassed? Would you, you should be quite be. open. I mean, like, yeah, okay. I like to I like to fuck stuffed animals. There's nothing wrong with that. Everybody loves fucking stuffed animals. And so, what if those stuffed yeah, animals they're, they're, are sometimes full aren't... size and there's a person inside of them? You know, it's not called a furry if you don't acknowledge it. It's just a big soft toy. It's you and your freaking what's that thing where you feed? Is it feeding or vaulting? Not vaul. Um, that's the thing you're into. What? They're stuffed animals because you f- put loads of food in them. Ugh. People do that. Yeah, they put a funnel of fat and just pour it down people's throats. <gasps> what? People are into weird shit, man. Oh, have you seen The Good Place yet? No, is that happening next? No, in The Good Place, it? they have a they have a sorting office sort of where they basically classify every action that people take, mm. and they say whether it's a positive or a negative action. And there's Ooh, one guy where they're like Stephen Merchant's basically standing there, and goes, "Well, let's go and talk to Fred." Okay, Fred, what are you up to right now? It's like, well, I've got someone who's uh, hollowed out a squash, and they're putting nickels in it. It's like, oh, and nothing else. No, that's it. So, well, usually these turn into sex things but that seems like quite an instant oh no it's become a sex thing and that's like that's it just in an instant <laughs> um, but no these are interesting stories I think Anthony Mackie's um, story I think it's the standout because it's it's short it's succinct and you kind of have is he the one that was Falcon yeah uh, you sort of have an ending to it that, that oh, Tyrese Gibson's the one from um, Transformers Falcon. you never see anymore no you see him in the he's back in Dar- no he's back in the fourth one He's, no, he's back in the third one, sorry. He's in the t- city, isn't he, with uh, Shia LaBeouf, where they're escaping the city. He's part of, like, yeah. yeah, he's part of that special group. He's not in the second one. Um, but yeah, no, it's... Oh, Josh Dumas was in the last... In he the, was, yeah. He just last appeared. night. Yeah. You can watch that on Netflix. Cool. Great, I got it in 4K on mm. uh, iTunes. I was given it. <laughs> it's random fucking... Oh, um, it's so bad. Um, but yeah, so... Um, yeah, Striking Vipers, I think, is probably the most interesting. Because, yeah, like I said, there's actual questions there. I think that as VR porn and stuff like that comes more and more into like what well, becomes more and more commonplace, I think that these questions will be. Why asked. would you? But surely VR porn should be classed as a danger wank because like you don't know if someone's going to walk in. Especially got those big ass headphones. Mm. You got your Razor Kraken Pro headphones on. It's like a shit ton of people uh, watching. Uh, it's just like and like someone's in your doorway just going, "What the fuck is he doing?" You got a belt round your neck. <laughs> you got it all going on. You got the controller cable round. You got your control- neck. Oh yeah, there you go. You got the. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. David Cavadine yourself, man. Yeah, I thought you were about to say David Cameron yourself. I'm not fucking a pig's head. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, I think that these are these are more interesting stories and I think the format's a bit better for this sort of thing because it is quite theatric in its presentation. And I and yeah, like I said, Striking Vibes is an interesting I think you'd like it. It's quite fun. But it's also like, it does ask weird questions. And I like that it asks those questions. And also... Such as why you're putting nickels in that hollowed like, out fruit. Yeah. Also, towards the end, you sort of... It's weird that it settles into a into a into an idea that you know the relationship that you know both relationships can coexist, but they have to be compromises to each. But it's just interesting. I think that there's something that people can enjoy. But I give uh, it, I give it a, uh, I give it a Nicolas Cage. As with all Black Mirror, I don't think the quality is always there, but uh, god damn it, it can be electrifying to watch sometimes. Well, what am I supposed to review? Yeah, just a review thing. Oh my god. Void bastards. I think you did that last time. I think, didn't we? Yeah. 
Yeah, Jesus Christ. Why didn't you remember that? Um, do you know what I finally played all the way through? What? Um, Uncharted The Lost Legacy. How was that? Yeah, it's more Uncharted. Yeah? Yeah, it's quite good. It's the cool. one where you play as Chloe and uh, what's-her-face from the other one? I can't remember her name. Seven Yon. What? From the Brown Bunny. No. That's Chloe Savigny. Savigny. Ah, Savigny. No, you play you play as the Chloe and that military woman from Uncharted 4, and I forgot her name already. It was only a week ago I played it. Um, and you're just like, you're chasing after this, uh, some treasure, some big old treasure. It evolves like... Oh, it's good to know that the character motivations have evolved. Yeah, there's treasure stuff, and it's in India, and stuff. It's, you, I can't even remember what the treasure was. It's Uncharted. You're chasing after a MacGuffin. It's more fast. There's no mystical stuff in it, though. There's no, like, magic in this one. There's usually guess, a little bit of magic like, in Uncharted. I like the first one where it just goes full magic at the end. It's yeah. like, zombies! Yeah, well, they're supposed to It's supposed to be, oh, it's just enough to be like, oh, they're actually just really feral people. Yeah, but, but it's like they they seem to by the gold. Yeah, it's it's like a disease. Yeah, there's always something like that. But um, yeah, it it's good stuff. The main centerpiece of it is that they have this whole massive open area for one whole chapter. But it's like a really long, like a good three hours of the game you'll spend in there, where you just go around this open area. Cool. You have to go up these towers to solve some puzzles. Each one's got its own little thing going on. Um, and there's also like loads of little mini temples to go to to find these coins that you need for. Uh, if you're a lady, puzzle. do you have to stop to pee every five minutes? No, don't do be sexist. To, do you have to like stop? You have to like check the day and make sure you don't need to stop at the chemist. No. Do you have to like tell the other member of your party that they look nice that day? Yeah, you do. You uh, just look nice, bottom. Yeah, that's just common courtesy. I see. This is the thing, right? I'm saying this in jest, obviously. No, you're not. No, I am. I'm saying this in jest because I feel like some video games, you know. It would be that's their that would that would be what they did. And they think that was some sort of feminist feminist action. But there's the level of intelligence to those people that were like gamer gears and stuff. So they go, oh, I'm surprised you don't have to stop to pay for five minutes. Oh, I'm surprised. This is the level of jokes, and I'm barely awake, <laughs> and I can come up with that shit. And they they think they're the smartest fuckers in the in the entire world because they love it if you debate them. Just such twats. They Why love, would they want to fucking debate? The problem that's what is, they want. They just want debates. Yeah, all but the, the truth—you can't debate fact. This yeah. is the problem. They say stuff like, that's "Oh, because they don't use fact." I know, but you can't debate fact. That's the problem. If you just yeah. turned to them and said, "Okay, well, here's what we're going to do. We'll do this," but every time you tell a lie, you naturally lose that segment of the debate. Mm. And so, well, I believe that if you had a medical system that made the people pay into medical system, and they didn't get the medical rights. The day be angry. What are you going on and about now? Taxes a bit. People being cunts. Yeah. People are fucking morons. Also, women shouldn't have to pay for tampons, and there shouldn't be tampon tax. That's fucking ridiculous. It's a fucking joke, mate. It's a fucking joke. This is all a fucking. Mm, joke. You don't have to pay for tampons. Yeah, but it's you get all yours fair. for free. <laughs> stick them up your bum. From well, that's how you steal them. You stick them up your arsehole. I was trying to talk about Uncharted, though. You made this Uncharted. about Sorry, women. Sorry, you talked about a game with two ladies, and I just lowered the tone again. Yeah, as usual. Disgusting. But yeah, it's more Uncharted stuff. It's, you know, the climbing's the same, that whole climbing where it just guides you where you're going to go, and all this sort of stuff. I don't know, people seem to be really into them all the time, and I've played all the Uncharted games, but I miss when you had to make jumps, and when you had to, like, make sure you landed moves and stuff like that. I remember it used to be a platform and you'd, you'd, have a, you'd have an idea how far your character would jump whenever you jumped. So you had to make sure your platform was spot on. And nowadays games don't do that, do they? You just kind of jump and they sort of guide you towards 
where you're going to go. Like if they've decided the platform you're jumping to is going to be one where you're going to grab the ledge, you'll grab the ledge, regardless of whether you've made that jump distance before. But um, I mean, there's a lot less combat in it than the other ones, which I appreciate because mm-hmm. I kind of bored of the combat, the kneeling down behind walls, shooting people as they run for you. Um, best thing is it's over in like six hours. Took about took me about six and a half hours to finish. The finale is fantastic. It's like a like they took the train sequence from Uncharted Two, but they up the ante a whole load, made it even more over the top. Like you're leaping into cars and stuff as you go along, and all this sort of stuff. Like you jump into the cars and then you have to drive the cars alongside the train and oh, like, all this um, sort of stuff. Assault Force. I don't know. Well, Do you remember Assault Force on the PSP? No. All oh, right, so you were a copper. And the whole thing was that you drove a car, and then when your car started getting bust up, you just press the triangle button, you jump out, and you jump into the car of one of the enemies, and you have to take the enemies out with a quick time event, and then you drive their car. No. Force. It's pretty great. No one played that. Yeah, they did. Loads no. of people. There was a sequel. No. No one played it. I decided. Oh. Um, but no, it's, it's good. Sam turns up at the end, Drake's brother, for a little bit. Okay, yeah. It's nice. Nice the to hear that. They couldn't get guy. Nolan North back, I guess. Who plays Sam? That was was it was it Troy Baker? It might it be Troy, Troy Baker. Baker. It always yeah. is, isn't it? Yeah, it's always one of them. They're two. like best friends. Yeah, they got a YouTube channel together. They play do let's plays. Do they? Yeah. What do they play? Um, they're actually playing Uncharted. Great <laughs> fortune. Yeah. Of course they fucking are. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a fine solid game, and it's like it's not a full Uncharted game. It's because it was originally intended to be download content for Uncharted Four, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And the scope got really big, but they still gave everyone it as DLC. Um, but it was like its own separate little mini game of Uncharted um, yeah I, I, it's fun it's decent it's a little bit like what they did with um, uh, Last of Us where they had the additional DLCs oh yeah yeah they did that, that little thing that wasn't as long though. that was only about two hours long that thing this is like a good six hours and if you're going to try and get all those coin things you have to find which I didn't bother I just, well, I just got on with it mm. probably add a couple of extra hours to it um, but there is like the smaller segments either side of that main middle bit but um, yeah, it, it's it's all right. No new real game, no real new gameplay mechanics or anything. Just you wouldn't expect the same, would you? Because it's yeah. meant to be DLC, so it's based on the same engine and everything. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's it's got cool. multiplayer from Uncharted Four in it it's as well. Super cheap as well, now, isn't it? It's like yeah. eight quid. Yeah, I got lent it. I've had it for sitting here for about a year. Nice. Before getting around to playing it, um, I'm sure they're going to announce another Uncharted game next year. Probably be PlayStation Five. Well, it's Last of Us Two, isn't it? Part Two. <sighs> yeah, that's out next year. That's out next year. Yeah. It's weird. There's Sony skipping E3, and it's like, it just feels like you missed a whole bunch of. Not stuff. really. Cause I, just, so, I well, just missed a weird instrument. Yeah. There's no. no well, everyone thought Sony were going to drop one of their new, totally not PlayStation Direct things. Yeah. Which isn't a Nintendo Direct at all. It's not the same thing. I don't think they need to at this point, yeah. do they? But they could have shown Last of Us. You would expect a new trailer for that. Like. Neo Was that Ghosts of Fukushima or whatever yeah, it is? Ghosts Fukushima? of. Something. Tsushima. Yeah. That looks cool. But it kind of comes across, because they've skipped E3, it feels like they've got nothing coming out. But they've got loads of shit coming out. Have they? Yeah. Well, they've Sony got, got Neo 2, they've got Death Stranding. Well, Neo isn't, no, Neo's not made by Sony. Yeah, but Neo 2 is exclusive to the PlayStation 4. Mm. Yeah. It's on Xbox One as well, isn't it? No, Neo is no, It's on PC now, mm. but Neo 2 is uh, PS4. Mm. Um, so yeah, like, there's a few games that they've got coming out. Like, There's a couple of bits. I think that the problem is that nowadays it's kind of hard to compete against N- Nintendo shit. Because Nintendo have both cornered the E3 market with Nintendo Directs they release around that time, and then throughout the year with other Nintendo Directs. Nintendo just, like, everyone else was just like, yeah, we've got a couple of games coming up, nothing. Nintendo's like, here you go, Mario Maker's out next the, month. The most exciting thing at 
the Xbox One was um, the Lego DLC for Forza, and I still haven't got around to playing. That. I would disagree. <laughs> like, there's a few good things about the Xbox One. You've got the Cyberpunk stuff. Yeah, but that's on everything. Yeah, but I think it's still the fact that it was on the Microsoft stage is well, nice. Yeah, if Microsoft, if Sony were doing a show, they probably would have been on the same. Psychonauts two. That'll be on everything. No, well, it's on Xbox only. No, it's on everything. Exclusive Battletoads. It's as well. on everything. Psychonauts two is on everything. Oh, yeah, Battletoads. That was a thing. Yeah. Uh, Costume Quest Free, probably. No. Um, they didn't have anything. They didn't Halo have Infinite. Yeah, which isn't on Xbox One. Is it not? No, it's going to be on the next Xbox. Oh, I guess they didn't have anything. Oh, just got Blade. They had probably their out. Gears of War pop. Oh yeah, no the Gears Funko of War Five. Pop Gears of War. Gears of War Five is out. It's coming out September September 9th. Does anyone care about Gears of War now? I do. I like Gears of War. I played the last one. No, so you're the one who played it. I Cla- like the Gears of War behind games, knee high walls, shoot the monsters. Yeah, but that's every fucking game now, and they kind yeah, no, of exactly. invented I'm that. Ca- of it. They invented that though. Yeah, I'm bored of it. I'm not. It's still a spectacular looking game. The last one was yeah. really interesting. Nah, and it? it had some base building, had some like new elements. What to I it. want is I wanted to bring back Stranglehold. Fucking yeah, but a. it's not Microsoft exclusive. That was PS3 as well. Yeah, I want. It, I want. Stra- I don't care about Xbox. I want Stranglehold. Oh, right. I just want a new Stranglehold game. Because I want to be jumping around, running up walls, shooting stuff. I want to be doing fun you stuff. You want to be fat now. And none of this, this stuff. hiding while you shoot, popping out, put put there, pop pop, brap brap, and all that. It's boring. Racist. It's boring. Um. Okay. Well, is that your review done? You done? What did I review? I can't remember. Okay. E three. Uncharted. There you go. Lost Legacy. Yeah. How's that? It's all right. Cool. It's good stuff. Uh, okay, my next review is going to be... Oh, I might as well get out of the way now. Um, I'm going to talk about X-Men Dark Phoenix. The Dark Phoenix, and Do you know much about this? Have you heard this? Have you, Have you heard this? this? Have you this? No, I didn't um, see it. Don't spoil the movie for everyone. For oh, for sake. fuck's sake! It's The Last Stand. It's the exact same film. Oh. It's not even... There's like there's one difference, and there's that's the, it's a train sequence at Wolverine's the end. Wolverine's not in it. Wolverine's not in it. There's a train sequence at the end, and uh, and uh, Michael Fassbender helps the good guys, whereas he helped the bad guys in Last. Yeah, he had his Brotherhood of Evil. Mutant. Had his Brotherhood of Evil. So this is a really interesting film because the original ending was that the Phoenix would fly up in space, and the X Jet or the Quin- is X Jet, isn't it? X Jet. The X Jet would fly up after them, and they'd help her, help her take down these aliens that were originally going to be the Skrulls. And then she would, then she would become the phoenix, and then there'd be another scrolls. film following on. Um, well, they're shape shifting aliens. That's okay. They're shape shifting aliens that are green and look kind of like scrolls, but they're not scrolls. Um, and they're essentially after the Phoenix Force. Now, the Phoenix Force at the beginning of the film was shown to us to be this this like big solar flare that stopped this American ship from from flying. So they've like basically they're spinning, and the X Men are flying up to go and save them. All right, and this is this is the- they were they with Sandra Bullock needed them exactly, and uh, to get contacted by the president, they have a big phone that has just an X on it, oh. and it's just the president that has that line. So it's an adaptation of the nineties cartoon, <laughs> yeah, basically, much. basically. So, um, so they fly Who's up. Who's the president? Yeah, I I can't remember. I think it's meant to be George Bush around that time, isn't it? 92? It's nineties, so it'd be yeah, ju- senior, senior. George Ninety two was, was when um, Clinton. Clinton- yeah. Came in at the end of '92. Um, but anyway, so um, Start so the president calls him up and says, "Hey, I've got the spaceship. It's flying out of control. The X Men go up into space, and uh, it's spinning." And um, and Beast goes, "Oh no, sorry, um, Mystique, 
who really doesn't want to be in this fucking movie, is very rarely in makeup. And the makeup is so much worse than it was in the last... Because you remember, like, before she had all the scales and stuff? just CGI'd it all. You know, like, the, the previous film she had all the scales and stuff? Yeah. In this, she's just essentially wearing blue face paint. And then she's got some of those dots, you know, like the little fake jewels that people get for kind of festival. She has some of those on her forehead and red hair. That's it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so she goes, hey, Cyclops, can you stop that spinning? And he's like, yeah, of course I can. And he... He gets lowered into a little cannon that he puts his eyes up to. And he has little triggers. And he waits through the perfect And he shoots his lasers through this cannon in space. That stops the ship from spinning. Because it breaks the thruster or whatever's fucking spinning it. Oh, it's so bad. And then and then Kurt Wagner, Nightcrawler, uses his powers to bat Kurt them Vonnegut. on... Pardon? Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah, Kurt, Kurt Vonnegut. Vile. Yeah, Kurt... Um, he uses his powers to bounce over into the spaceship while Storm seals the holes that are leaking oxygen using her Storm powers in space. And then Kurt and Quicksilver quickly grab her and bounce back. She uses ice and, and air. There's no... Using her space powers. Storm's space I'm not going to question the science of this. All right, look, don't worry, because there's no science. I mean, if there's still oxygen inside the spaceship, then yeah, sure. Yeah. But if there's a hole, if there's a hole breach, there's no oxygen in that spaceship exactly, anymore. Exactly, but she seals it, so there is a, there is oxygen. Yeah, but there wasn't before. It's she fine. Sealed. Don't worry. She seals it, so there is oxygen. Okay. And then Quicksilver grabs everyone, and they bounce back. And then then one of the guys is like, "Hey, our captain was out trying to fix the thrusters," and so Quicksilver takes one of their helmets and then takes a bunch of duct tape, duct tapes the helmet to Nightcrawler's head, and then he's able to float in space. <laughs> Yeah. without an oxygen tank without any of that it's just the helmet duct taped to his X-Men suit fine <laughs> and he just he's in space just with infinite oxygen apparently because he's flying around for quite some time and um, he takes Jean Grey with him because Jean's going to try and abs- she's going to try and keep the solar flare away and then she accidentally absorbs it and it's actually the Phoenix Force oh. so she absorbs the Phoenix Force now I don't know if you remember X-Men Apocalypse because I remember X-Men Apocalypse because it's a classic film at the end of X-Men Apocalypse, the only way they can defeat Apocalypse is... Do you remember how they do it? They kiss him. No, Jean uses the Phoenix Force... Oh. ...to transform into the Phoenix and kill Apocalypse. So she's got that already. So what the fuck does this solar flare do? Well, the solar flare awakens it. <laughs> no, because it's already awake. She used it. No, that's okay. <laughs> but anyway, they get to Earth and she's fine. You're worrying fine. about continuity in the yeah, X-Men no, films. Not. She gets to Earth and she's fine, and then suddenly she's not fine, and she goes on the run. She accidentally kills Mystique. She almost kills Quicksilver. And then eventually she goes to, to Magneto, and she's like, hey, Magneto, your powers suck. I'm going to play with this helicopter. And he's like, don't tell people no, everything that happens metal. in the film. And she's like, I don't give a fuck if it's metal. And he's like, oh, I'm controlling the metal. And she's like, look, I'm controlling my mind. I don't even need to worry about metal. You're weak. And he's like, She's like, I'm not even trying. And he's like, ah! And she's like, I'm really not trying. He's like, got a nosebleed. He's like, I'm going to fly away now. I'm going to go on board. And all the soldiers get on board and he's just like, Poof! and it flies off into the air. And they're like, oh, it's okay. The helicopter's okay. Somehow that, not how helicopters work, but that's what happens in the movie. Why are you spoiling the movie? So me? anyway, Jean Grey then fucks off again. She finds the aliens. Yeah, the aliens. Just talk listen, about the movie. Listen, listen, listen. And the aliens are like, hey, we'll be best friends with you. Don't worry about it. Needless to say, everyone gets captured and they're on a train. You just told people the whole film. And everybody on the train... Now, this is where it was meant to be that it was in space. It was essentially the exact same ending as Captain Marvel, which is why they changed it and made it so they fight on a train. Mm. And there are some good moments on the train. The train's the best bit of the whole movie. The 20 minutes on a train, best part of the whole movie. So if you're going to watch this on Netflix, skip to the beginning of them all being in neck things on a train 
and then stop playing it once the cra- the train flies up in the air and then crashes. And then that's a great movie. 20 minutes, great movie. Mwah! Perfect movie. X-Men had their powers. They use all their abilities. You know, mm. it's lots of fun. Um, but, you know, anything before that is bleh, and anything after that is what? Um, basically, they do the same ending as Dark Knight Rises. So Professor Xavier's sitting at a table drinking tea in, like, Argentina. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he looks over... And instead of smiling at Michael Caine having a having a little gelato, he looks over and there's Magneto. And Magneto's like, fancy a game of chess, my friend? And he's like, ah, Magneto, I could fuck your mind and make you lose. <laughs> and then they play chess. No one play chess and against... Then, and then they look into Xavier the sky. Cheat. They look into the sky and there's a big flaming phoenix. <laughs> Because Jean Grey absorbed the Phoenix Force and went into space. And it's like flying through the air, like waving at them. Yeah. It's like, bye guys! You're spoiling the whole film. I'm a Phoenix! It's so bad. That's not how you view films. They look up in the day. It's during the day they do this. They look up. and they're You just, can see stars during the day. But they look up and there's a big flaming Phoenix in space. Yeah. But it's not that big one. They do the like the, the drawn out shot and they're looking at the Phoenix. And the Phoenix is like, bye guys! Flies up. That's the Phoenix. Why are you spoiling the whole film? It's so shit, Anne. No one's fucking watched it. You came back yesterday and you were like, this is the best film I've seen. No, I said the train sequence is the best thing about the film and it's got some great X-Men action and they actually use their powers together. Yeah, and you said it's your favourite X-Men film. I mean, it's my favourite of the last two X-Men films. (laughs) Apocalypse and this. The last X-Men film was Logan. No, Logan's not an X-Men film. It is. No, it's not. Logan is a standalone movie. It's an X-Men film. No, it's not. Anyway, so they're bad. It's a bad film. All right. Of course, it's a bad film. It's not as bad as Apocalypse. It's better than Apocalypse, but that's not saying much, is it really? That's it. That's, I mean, I, what more can I say about it? Well, you might. As, you gave all the details of the film. Spoiled One the of those things thing. is that Cyclops eye lasers just push people away. They don't just like melt someone's arm off and shit like that anymore, which is nice. And the aliens um, have some nice Terminator-style moments where they get shot and it like doesn't phase them, and then they get shot in the head with like a big old fucking aircraft gun, and they're like, "Oh right, yeah, now I'm dead." Yeah, yeah so that's kind of fun. And Magneto gets all the guns focused on this lady, and then like basically all the guns are just firing, and like the ones off the rack are coming as he steps backwards. And it's a nice effect, but oh no, it's like too little, too late. The film's just not very good. I give it, I, I give it like. Uh, I, I'm going to give it a Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. Which one's that one? Mark Wahlberg's the one who stabbed a Korean guy in the eyes. Ah, uh, yeah. But, like, he's kind of okay now. Yeah. Like, he's not he a good about dude. God. I don't like him, but I find it less abhorrent watching him than I do watching someone like an Adam Sandler film. You love Adam Sandler. Yeah, so much. So much. And your review? Fuck you. Um... Let's do. Do you, do you not knock the mic? I didn't knock stand? the mic. You just knocked. I the didn't stand. knock the mic. You knocked the stand. I didn't knock the mic. But if I knock the mic, I knock the mic right. Okay. You got no love, and you're with the wrong man. It's you time it to again. move your body. If you can't get a girl, but your best friend can, it's time to move your body. Stop knocking the mic. Oh baby, da 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 da. da. I'm Robbie Williams. <laughs> what? You quite finished. No. So Lion King's out on the 19th of July. No one cares. Not going to watch it. Sometimes it hurts me when you say things. I'm not going to watch The Lion King. It looks boring. It looks pointless. 
I just wanna rock DJ Cause you're making me feel alright When's it gonna stop DJ And he pulls his skin off And he's got just muscle underneath Like a Cenobite Yeah Cause he knows the true extent Extent of pleasure and pain mm. Do you think he's played with the Lament configuration Possibly have you seen the Hellraiser films? Yes. How many? Oh, like... Pff, up to Inferno, probably. Jesus. The last one I haven't seen. Yeah, don't watch it. No, I watched it. I did. That was the one that was like looked like it was a YouTube video. <laughs> the guy had a rubber, a rubber Cenobite costume on yeah. the front. So <laughs> it both looked too glistening and not detailed enough. Yeah. Anyway, your review. Did it have thingy in it? Who? Bradley Dunn. No, no, he's not been in it for like two films. He wasn't uh, in Inferno, was he? Is Inferno he was. Inferno's the one with the um the story told in the past and the future, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's so in that been, one. There's been two since that one and yeah. he's not in either of those, Doug Bradley. Yeah. Got oh. rest his soul. He's still alive, isn't he? Yeah, I know. Yeah. But he got rest his soul because he's lament configuration. He's going to hell. Yeah. Yeah. Lament configuration. Lament. Yeah. Lament. Do you remember the woman that put it in concrete and made a big building? Grew into a big building. That was Inferno. It was Inferno. It was a giant hotel. It was like a Wait, giant... is that the one that was in the future as well? Yeah. Oh, and that's the one with the two twisty-headed people. Possibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's a good movie. Mm. Well, I mean, it's not good, but it's got some good special effects. That was like 98, 97. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. Did you ever watch the Thing remake? No. The prequel? The prequel, yeah. I mean, the Thing remake is the... Kurt Russell yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, Do you ever watch... You haven't watched that? I've seen that. Okay. Have you seen Starman? Yeah. I think Starman might be a sequel to the thing. Probably. Who knows? Could be. Are you going to now burp in the microphone after drinking your LucasAid? Your pink lemonade LucasAid? Yeah, zero sugar. That's disgusting. <clears throat> right, you done? Yeah. You done. Jesus Christ. Cheesy rice. <sighs> I can smell that from here. It's fucking vile. It's going to your direction. Right, X review. X review. X Men: The Last Stand. Um, Carmen Rider Kabuto. Okay, go for it. Carmen Rider. Everyone loves Carmen Rider. Yeah. So I went back and watched a Carmen Rider series from two thousand and six. Wow. Can you believe that's thirteen years ago? Wow. Um, so this series wow. starts off gives me a big good first impression because it does some neat stuff. What's the neat stuff it does? Um, you follow a guy called Kagami. Who's Kagami? And he works for a company called Zet, and they've developed a Master Rider system. And this is going to be his, like, he thinks, right, it's my chance. I'm going to be the Kamen Rider. Mark Kamen is Japanese for masked. <gasps> yeah. No. So he's all like, I'm going to be the Kamen Rider. Let me use it to fight these worms. Worms are aliens that take on the appearance of humans. No. And they came to Earth after a meteorite crashed into Shinjuku or somewhere and killed a whole bunch of people and the worms started appearing afterwards. But there's more to it than that. Of course there is. Um, but then you get to the end of the episode and Kagami's about to turn into the Kabuto and the little bug thing he has to grab, little robot bug, just flies right past him and goes into the hands of someone else. <gasps> Soji Tendo, who's this asshole we meet earlier in the episode, who's like walking around with some tofu. Um, and he's wait, also wait, incredibly wait, wait, egotistical. Wait, 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 don't skip past the most important part, tofu. Yeah, yeah, tofu. Tofu's a major theme in the series, we'll get more into that. Okay. But um, yeah, he's like this egotistical, seems to be a complete asshole type guy who just does what he wants and stuff. And he's Carmen Rider Kabuto. So the main character of the show isn't the main character. <gasps> so the show follows more Kagami and his attempts to basically get people to actually work together and fight the worms 
properly. And then the show basically spends about 49 episodes constantly changing its mind about what direction it's going in and just randomly throwing new villains up and then killing them a few episodes later. And then that happens right up until the last episode. Cool. Um, Kagami eventually gets his own Kamen Rider form. He gets Gatak. So he's a, he's a, what's the stag beetle? Is this stag beetle? It's got the two claws. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a stag beetle form. And there's a bunch of others. Um, there is also the rare animal, the beetle burger. Beetle Borg. That's a masked burger. hero. That's not a, that's a masked, masked oh. hero, not a Kamen Rider. Kamen Rider. He rides but a Kamen. It does have a similar thing to cut Bart masked big, big bad beetle Borg though, because the main two are a stag and a horned beetle. Themed a Kabuto. Oh, yeah. See, so yeah, the show like is nonsense all the way through because it co- it constantly feels like they like like they're changing writers every three episodes or so. Um, the thing that kind of holds it all together is that all the main cast are really in- fun characters. They're all just a bunch of weirdos. Soji Tendo's constantly talking about messed things his grandmother told him, um, and he survived the meteorite impact when he was a child and there was another girl there that girl turns out to be the girl that he's made friends with called Hiromi okay um and this little girl he's been raising as his little sister isn't she's like a relative that he's looking after since the incident um so there's this whole thing where people's families have all all the families have been torn apart in some way like Kagami's father he doesn't really talk to him or anything and turns out like he's the chief of police but turns out he's also running Zex the organization he works for so there's all these conspiracies, and it doesn't always go in the same direction you think it's going to go. Like, you think Zek's going to, you know, obviously turn out to be evil, and they are kind of evil, or at least certain people in charge are. And, like, you end up dealing with them as the main villains, and then it forgets about that stuff and just goes somewhere else. Um, they did a movie halfway through the series, like they normally do. Mm-hmm. The movie's set on an alternate dimension of Earth, where a bigger meteorite hit Earth and wiped out all the water, and it's all a bit Mad Max. But they've still got Kamen Rider things, and then their plan is to go into space and bring an ice asteroid to Earth to replenish water, which isn't how that'd work, but we'll let it fly. Um, but in the process, he gets this new power-up called Hypergatak that allows him to travel through time. So the film ends with them opening a portal to the past and sending the little asteroid to the past seven years ago, which is the one that hits at the start of the series. So this movie, halfway through the series, his entire point is to give you another layer of backstory for how a meteorite hit Earth. Couldn't just be a meteorite hitting Earth. It had to have some sort of interdimensional weirdness going on. Bizarre stuff. Um, and it'll just, like, it'll introduce characters that are just bizarre. Um, there's a character called Sarugi, who's super rich, and he's got this old man who looks after him all the time. And it's constantly hinting there's a link between the old man and Soji, but then nothing really comes of it. Yeah. Um, they get involved in loads of tofu battles where they're what cooking. What is it with tofu? It's non-stop. Everyone has to have a tofu war. I love tofu. I want I want to know more about this they, tofu. They freaking cook tofu in all sorts of various ways over the course of the series. Cooking's a key part of the series. Do I ever tell you that Everyone's I, cooking. I, once I went vegetarian many, many years ago, I tried completing Resident Evil 2 as tofu. Yeah. It's real tough. It's because tofu's very weak. He is, and he only has a knife. My tofu in general is yeah, very it's, weak. Yeah, well, it depends. You can get firm bean curd, bean mm. curd, which is tougher. As a Japanese tofu is different. What is that? Always have it in bowls of water. Well, you have and normal shit. tofu in there. You baste it. That's what it's there for. It mm. takes on the flavour of whatever you baste it. Yeah. Yeah, so I roast tofu. I have spicy tofu. That's boring. What? Tofu's not real food. It is. It's high protein. It's, it's bean curd. A slab of... 
Have you ever had wobble. tofu? Is this going to be another Black Mirror situation? Probably, I don't know. I might have had so tofu. No. Who knows? So you know you haven't had tofu. I'll eat the you real know thing. If you had tofu. I'll eat the good stuff. Yeah. What the good stuff? The stuff to get in pot noodles. Yeah, that's all. I love. That's also tofu. Yeah, I love that. Soya. Yeah, same stuff. But no, they, they they regularly, quite regularly, have cooking battles. There's With a guy tofu. who turns up for a few episodes who's just like. <gasps> I'm an amazing chef. I will cook the most amazing thing ever. And even Soji's like, this is the best meal I've ever had. And they have cooking battles and it turns out the guy's a monster. He's got some power to make perfect food or something. I don't know. And it just keeps going on and on. There's a dragonfly guy. He disappears for a while. He does women's makeup all the time. It's really good at it. Probably the, my favourite two characters is um, one of the... They have like insect things is what they morph with, little robot insects. And those they can kind of choose who's going to be their owner. And there's one called the bee... And the first guy who gets it kind of is a bit of a bad leader. He thinks he's a great leader, but the moment the plan goes slightly wrong, his teammates all get killed. Um, so he loses the chance to use the bee. Kagami gets to use it briefly, but he gets told he has to kill Kabuto, and he refuses, so he loses the bee. Then another guy gets it, and that guy eventually loses it because he's a bit of a dick. So the two ori- the original bee and the last bee, they... Logically, they start wearing leather and chains and stuff and have like a ripped off sleeve and they walk around the place talking about how dark they are and how they're going to constantly read. They're basically the goth kids from South Park, like wandering around and they both got their own new grasshopper form, Kaboot Kamen Rider forms. And all they do is just constantly look for darkness. And then the rich kid Sarugi joins them for one episode and he's got like a magician's outfit on. That's the only dark outfit he had. He normally wears white. <laughs> so he's he's got this... It never mentions a magician thing. It just looks like a magician's outfit. Yeah. But in the background, at one point at the end, he's like trying to pull something out of his pocket. He's just pulling loads of handkerchiefs out. Oh. One or the other. And then the <laughs> last one's his underwear. No, no, no. It doesn't do that. Fuck. But he just like pull out, open his hand, just pulls the flowers out and stuff. And he's oh, like... <laughs> I like that. That's a little bit charming. That's just happening in the background. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But it's good stuff. Fun stuff. It's a fun series. It's just absolute nonsense. Um, literally introduces the main villain for the series in the last three episodes. Like, that's that's the sort of thing it does. Just constantly losing track. You'll have one villain that lasts about ten episodes, and you think, oh, she's going to be the main villain for it. And then they give her this sympathetic send-off, where she loses her monster memory, because the worms keep the memories of whoever they take over the form of. Yeah. And so she remembers who she was beforehand, and she gets a sympathetic death. And it's like, but why? Like, it's just it's out of nowhere. Yeah. It's sad, but, you know. There's loads of stuff that does that, though. There's loads of like, mm. especially because, well, it's Carmen Rider though, so it's not really edited for an American audience. It's all the original footage. That is weird. Okay, I agree. That's weird now. Yeah. I just talked myself out of an, into an argument. No, sorry, into and then out of an argument. Yeah, some fun, there's some fun moments in the show though, but it just, it is just absolute nonsense. Um, the main guy who plays Soji Tendo never turned up in Carmen Rider again. Apparently, I guess he just couldn't be asked. After this, yeah, I think he did the voice once in one crossover thing, but um, he never turns up again. He doesn't look anything like he did back then, even now. So it's probably for the best. A bit like Jet Li looks like a hundred-year-old man now. Yeah, it's because he is. Well, no, he has that illness, doesn't he? Yeah. I know the guy who plays Kagami is in a recent episode of Kamen Rider Geo as his as his character again. I guess that's as how they're doing Geo? a crossover. No, Geo's a uh, kid. I can't remember his name, but um. I've been watching that. It's not finished yet, though. That doesn't finish till August. Okay. And the first Kamen Rider of the Reiwa era starts. It's called Kamen Rider Zero One, apparently. <gasps> mm-hmm. It all begins again. Yeah. New generation. But yeah, Kabuto. Um, really good theme song. Yeah? Yeah. And I like the bike. The bike's quite cool. 
they the bike does a thing where it turns into a dune buggy, which is quite well. I say a dune, but a quad bike. Oh, so it goes, plump, the wheels pop out and it, it's like a <laughs> that little quad bike. Um, yeah, the current rider has like two forms. Like he has an armored form, and then he pulls a lever and he goes cast off, and it flies <laughs> off, and then he can go super fast. Um, and there's a whole bunch of nonsense that there's other worms who are natives to the planet, but I guess they came from somewhere else and. And then for a while, you're like, oh, maybe they're okay, but they're not okay, and stuff's wrong, and all oh, the bad guys, it turns out the natives want to turn all the humans into monsters in the last episode. That just, straight up, that's just, we've got a giant plan. And it's like, you could have told, you could have brought this up months before and given the show direction. But no. But instead, it's just like, last two episodes, yeah, we're going to turn all humans into worms. And Tsukusoji Tendo's just going around place, just shooting all the necklaces they've given people that are going to turn them into worms. He's like, I don't like it. It's like, come on, man. Can't do this every episode. <laughs> or can we? I just, uh, but it's fun. I like this. I like the way he kicks. His his rider kick. He just does a roundhouse kick to their face. It's a bit different to the usual jumping stuff. Yeah. Gets a big old sword. Eventually, it's fun. A big old great sword. Yeah. I like the dragonfly guy, but he's only in like ten episodes. He disappears and comes back. No. Oh. Bit of a shame. But, um, and like Renge as well, she turns up at the end of the series as this girl who's got no taste in food, can't cook anything. But loves tofu. She takes over the restaurant when one of the other characters leaves. Oh. Um, she keeps getting the names of things wrong because I don't think she can read. So oh. she'll cook two burnt potatoes and she gives it to Sarugi, the the posh kid, who you think has got great taste. It's always been given across that he's got great taste in food, but he eats the potatoes. He's like, I should like three burnt potatoes, please. Because it turns out he's an idiot and doesn't have a fucking clue. Oh. And then he does heroic stuff and dies. Cool. He's got a scorpion form. I quite like that. Awesome. It sounds more and more like Kamen Rider just became Power Rangers. Yeah, but this is like, it's bug themed. It's Kamen Rider. I like bugs in Kamen Rider. Fair enough. Bug theme is the way I mean, forward. the original bug theme is Shin Kamen Rider, isn't it? Well, no, the original was the original Kamen Rider. It was a grasshopper. Shin Kamen Rider. Shin Kamen Rider is like the freaking American werewolf in London without the jokes. It's pretty great, isn't it? It's pretty brutal. Um, do you remember when we had that long conversation about that TV program from the nineties where it was like bugs and they had like a they had like a timer in their stomachs, and they basically they had this mutagenic ooze that was in their stomach and to power up they they had special powers and to power it up they had to hibernate so they had to hang upside down away for the ooze to drip back up to the top. What the fuck is that? It was a it was a TV series in the nineties. It, it was around the same big, time. Bad as, though, so it was around the same time as Mummies Alive. Do you no. Mummies Alive. Yeah, I remember Mummies Alive. Do you remember Street Sharks? Yeah. Do you remember? Gargoyles. Do you remember King Kong? Do you remember First Bueller? Do you remember Star Wars and Back to the Future? Do you remember The Simpsons seasons one through nine? Do you remember logging on to America Green Online? Book. <laughs> That's a different one. Oh, um, and uh, so yeah, so yeah, I just it reminds me of that. Mamma mia, pizza pie. <laughs> <laughs> Italiano. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna watch that again. In a um, okay, okay. So yeah, uh, Kabuto. It's good. It's it's a mess. Watch cool. it. All right. I'm watching Carmen Rider W now. It's. Uh, that's actually quite good so far. Okay. Really good. All right, well, um, I'm going to review video game next. Video game. No. Yeah, I am. Oh. Um, so, you know, last episode I reviewed Layers of Fear, and I said that it's very much a walking simulation. Layers of Fear like, 2. Layers of Fear 2, sorry. It's very much a walking simulation. They, it was it looked nice. I liked the aesthetics, but um, when it came to the actual action bits, it was very much like re-memory. You had to learn the path, and then if you deviated, you got caught by the monster, and that was it. You just said go back to the beginning of the section. Um so I decided to play another walking simulator, Metro Exodus. Metro Sexodus. I knew you were going to say that. Um, so Metro Exodus is the continued adventures of Atrium, or Antrium, however you pronounce his name, 
um, as he as he tries to find salvation in a world completely destroyed by nukes, where they are living under Russia in the tunnels of the metro system. Um, they find a. Russia's a pretty big place. You just it go is. somewhere else. It is pretty big. So basically, uh, the beginning of the, this, the very beginning of the game, is you find a train. You find a train travel. Well, you see a train traveling through the city, um, and you decide to board it. And you find out that there are still active trains on the surface. Yeah. And the society that has built up on the surface, for some reason, they they are capturing people and preventing them from traveling out or doing anything. That, um, from doing anything so they control all surface travel um, and uh, and you um, you escape from their base you destroy their communication equipment and it turns out that the reason that they've stopped everyone from travelling out unless it's sanctioned by them is because the war that nuked Russia or the war that caused the Russia caused Russia to be nuked was actually ongoing it's still happening now oh. so they've been like blocking all transmissions out of Russia with this equipment and they fucked it basically. So they're the infrastructure they've set up to avoid people knowing that Russia is still still alive or some people are still alive is fucked. And from there, Atrium is sort of like tasked with going and finding a place where they could settle down, seeing if they can find a home on the surface because it seems like not everywhere is completely destroyed by radiation. Some of it is still livable. There are still some interesting places you can inhabit at or you can create a uh, habitual area um, but um, but like it's fine it's just really it's it's very linear gameplay linear 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 gameplay sorry I'm, I'm falling asleep it's very linear Shameful. gameplay I know it's very linear gameplay it's like you can't really uh, there's no room for you to change things and do stuff of your own volition it's all Go here, kill the thing, kill the next thing, kill the next thing, scripted thing, kill the next thing, scripted, scripted. It's like, it's like that. It's not, it like, it, but it's still, Metro Exodus is the third in the series. You've got Metro 2033 and Last Light. I really like Metro 2033. That game was fucking phenomenal. When I first played it, I was like blown away. Uh, Metro Last Light, I didn't get a chance to play when it was originally released on Xbox 360. Yeah. And I played the um, remastered version. Well, not remastered, but just like, same version on a different console. Um, so I played that and uh, I really liked it. I didn't think it was as good as Metro 2033. It didn't feel as alive. Mm. A lot of the sections didn't feel as as uh, populated. But everyone says Last Light's better. I, you know what? Maybe maybe it is to everyone them. Everyone says Exodus is better. Do they? Yeah, everyone loves Exodus. Really? Yeah. Ugh. I mean, I, 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 let's get into it. Let's get into it. So... Um, so uh, you come across some interesting areas like the the first little township or or like little um, area where you've got like a, a small society of people um, when you get there it's it's all a technology free zone so they don't have guns and stuff but it turns out they do have guns it's only the guards that have guns and they hide the fact they have guns from the people that live there the priest who runs it sounds like an episode of Star Trek does a little bit um, but also, they say that they hide the guns from people that live there, but you only actually meet two residents. Everyone else seems to be a guard. Hmm. And the residents are the ones who tell you that. And then when you go around, you're just killing people who are guards, and you don't see any other kids, you don't see any other parents. You see living areas, hmm. but it's just not populated. And that's uh, and that's sort, of, that's sort of every area you travel to. Maybe that's the point. Maybe maybe those, like, that one family is it's just, just like it's just, well then what's happening with the population how they how they're growing population they're all guards <laughs> they're all guards yeah. so she shits at her kid it becomes a guard and then someone else impregnates her and then she has another guard I mean kid yeah. 
Um, no, it, so, like, it just feels very empty and very scripted. Like, as soon as you pass that area, you go across and then, like, a big thing destroys your boat in a scripted in a scripted thing. And then you go and meet someone who, in a scripted moment, tells you that, you know, you have to go here. So then you follow, again, a very linear path to a certain area. You then go through an experience that is just within, it's literally within a corridor. Yeah. And then once you've done that, you have to go to another area where you encounter the first of the new enemies, and these are like irradiated ghouls. It's very Fallout in that sense. So these are just people that are so fucked by radiation, their skin's gone, their genitals are gone, their eyes are basically black. Not their they genitals. Just, they just scream and chase after people, and they come in big numbers. You would too if you lost your balls. Yeah, I'd be pissed off. Um, so you meet that guy, and he lives in a crane. Sweet, at the top of a crane. The top of a crane. Yeah. Um, and he has access to them. How does he carry a shopping up there? He doesn't. He just has like supplies up there that stay up there. Yeah. Um, and he tells you more about the area. Does and he then just you go to... over the edge. Yeah. And then, that's you what go... I'd do. then you go to a nuclear bunker, and then like there are questions about whether or not you take the the woman and child that you met in that tower that told you that the guards had guns. Hmm. You know, and it's just it like it feels very A to B, A to B, A to B, and then C is the final, and you move on. I, I, it's it's hard to recommend over the other ones when the other ones are so cheap. Mm. The reason that I played this, and the reason, well, I was originally going to buy this when it was released, but then I heard some negative stuff, and then I looked at some videos, and I was just like a bit like, uh, I don't really know if I dedicate my time to this. Um, but I recently had that offer where for a pound you can transfer all of your Xbox Live Gold into Xbox Live Game Pass Ultimate for a quid. Yeah. So I did that, and Metro Exodus had just been added, along with Guacamelee 2 and um, Void Bastards. So Ooh. I went, fuck it, I'll do it, and then I'll play Metro Exodus. I'm going to play Void Bastards next, I think. Um, and and I just... I, It's the only game I've played all week. I've invested time into just playing that game. And I just... Every time I wanted to do something cool... Like, the guns don't feel drastically different. You have, like, a shotgun, an SMG, and then you've got a pistol. But they can all be, they all feel very similar when you're actually firing them. Yeah. The only gun that feels kind of different is they've got that pellet gun again. You know, the one that shoots the little balls. Yeah. You have to pump up. They've got that in there again. And that's nice, but I mean, like everything else in there, like, I just, it feels weird to be playing a game like this that's all about surviving. And there's not anyone who goes, hey, you know what? You're probably going to run out of ammo, but there's a lot of this wood everywhere. So just make a bow and arrow. You know, like, it's one of those games where that. The woods are radiated. It's not strong enough for a bow and arrow. Is it? Well, it wouldn't be, would it? If it's well, been wood irradiated. is porous, but if it's irradiated, then would it not It'll be more brittle. effective as a weapon? It'd go brittle. Would it go brittle? Yeah. Wouldn't it harden? Like it's been burnt. Well, no, because radiation yeah. doesn't just make stuff feel like it's been burnt. It can make things. It more. would dry it out and Fair enough. it would go brittle. Um, but yeah, it's just it's not like there's not enough there for me That's to. Why be they able don't to... use bow and arrows in Chernobyl? <laughs> it's there's not enough there for me to. Well, they do in uh, what was the game, the Chernobyl game, where you go in there? Call of Duty Modern Warfare. No, 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 no. What was the Chernobyl game? The the actual there was like an actual first person shooter. It was ages ago now, but it was really big. Super Mario Stalker, Land. Stalker Shadow of Shadow of Chernobyl. Stalker Chernobyl. Kirby's Dreamland. No. So the Stalker game series was all yeah. about Chernobyl. Yeah, do you remember that? That yeah. was really fucking big for a long time. Why didn't that? I guess it's because people realised that there weren't giant octopuses. That made by CD Projekt Red, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they're busy making Witcher. That no, makes true. them a shit ton of money. But yeah, but that, that game was massive at the time. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, so Metro Exodus, it's, I mean, if you're a fan of the other ones, I can see this being really enjoyable, but it just, it seems to be like diminishing returns for me on this series. Like, I remember Metro Last Light, there was an area where you go outside and there's like, like it's like a burnout village and you basically have to follow mm. a certain path. 
And I remember the, playing in that, I got really frustrated because I saved the game and I was fighting some of the rat monster things, you know, the big dog monsters. And one of them pushed me because it hit me and it sort of had a, like a knockback. And it knocked me back into a car and I couldn't get out of the car. Oh, no. So I like glitched into the car and I loaded my save and I thought, oh, that's not going to happen again. But then when I tried to leave the area after killing everything, it then glitched me through the floor and I had to restart the game. It's good. And I can remember that being like a really irritating experience. And, but at the same time, I felt like I couldn't escape that area. I kind of feel like that whenever I enter any, any sort of area on this. I feel like I can't escape. Yeah. It feels more like, you know, you're being put in an area like, there you go, follow the markers and that's it. Don't, don't try anything. It's not crazy. open world games though, are they? Yeah, it's open world. It's like, well, it's, it's open world. I should put like commas on that. Yeah. It's like, it gives you a mapped area that you can explore. Yeah. That's how you get around. Yeah. If you've got Games Pass, give it a go. But the problem is I can't really recommend that someone goes out and spends thirty quid on this because it just it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like anything that you, you wouldn't get spending a fiver getting the other two in like a double pack because they're probably upsetting all the metro probably whatever game it is. I'd like to read the books at some point. I think I might do that. Stalker has books. Stalker does have books, but I I might read the book for this. I remember reading the book for Battle Royale and how thick that was. Mm. Have you ever read that? No. It's literally like that. And also, because of the How name, thick for the people listening? Oh, it's like uh-huh. a thousand odd pages. Yeah. But the fucking problem is that all the names, uh, because they're... Because they're... they're names, sound racist now. No, they're very similar. <laughs> so you have real trouble following the characters that are dead or not. Manobu dies at the start when his throat explodes. Okay. Yeah, and there's like... Um, Akami in yeah. Sarugi and Carmen yeah. um, Rider Kabuto. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, Metro, Metro, marvelous. Metro Exodus. It's it looks nice. That's probably one of the best things I can say Chucky about it. Kuriyama it looks, looks really in. nice, um, and the intro is good. But um, but yeah, fuck, it's it's just there's not enough there for this to be for this to be like an out and out recommend. I think it's more like a curiosity. I would. Um, why are you dissing all the hard I'd give work it a of Nick Frost. developers? I'd give it a Nick Frost. He'll kind of do anything, but I mean, he's he's always all right. Like, I don't think he's going to win an Oscar anytime soon, but he'll he appears in a lot of stuff. And I think that yeah. What the former BBC Breakfast News? No, host, Nick, Nick, Nick Frost, Frost, Edgar Wright, uh, Simon Pegg's friend. I met. He him. was in Tomb Raider. Yeah, I met him. Did you? Yeah, I've met him. What was he like? It's all right. It's quite a nice chat. Where do you meet him? Uh, the London Film and Comic Con okay. years and years and years ago he signed my copy of Shaun of the Dead in your it? face my copy of Shaun of the Dead is signed by Nick Frost I might sell it then no I need to sell it because I've got no money <laughs> I also have no money you've got plenty of money you just brought a load of stuff off the internet like three things arrived for you today three? there's like two things and a letter oh yeah the letter's not yeah you're buying stuff on the internet all the time that you're friggin' chugging Lucasade Pink Lakesade like it isn't a million pound a bottle. Woo! I'm living life! Your review, Ant? No. What's your last review this week? Come on. Um, let's do Castlevania Collection. My name's Richter, and my name's Simon. And my name's Alucard, and I am Dracula. Ba ba ba, Castlevania. We all know the Castlevania theme song. <laughs> don't need to like just. <laughs> don't need to try and make something out of it, like a special. 
It's amazing. It's the best. We all know the song. There's yeah. no point in singing it. So anyway, this collection, yeah. um, it's part of that whole economy arcade thing they're doing right now where they've been releasing a whole bunch of their classic games in yeah. bundles. Um, the Contra Collection came out this week. As I'm well. really not interested in the Contra Collection. I feel Faces. really bad for that. Um, but no, it's got I, Super I, Pro Protector in there. Yeah, I know it does. Mm. You get super probed. Anyway, this one has this Castlevania collection. It's done by M2, who yeah. are you know conversion geniuses. They they basically whenever there's a good port of a game, chances are they did it. Doom. Um, they didn't do Doom. Shut up. Witcher Three. No, shut up. Oh. Witcher Three. M2 are the ones who did stuff like all the Sega Ages collections on PS2 and Switch. What? Yeah, the ones who brought all those Sega Ages games to Switch as M2. What? They're in charge of the new Mega Drive Mini that's coming out. What? They're really good at this are stuff. Are you going to get a Mega Drive Mini? I don't have money for a Mega Drive Mini. This Castlevania collection has Castlevania 1, 2, 3, Super Castlevania 4... Bloodlines, the Game Boy Castlevania Adventure and Adventure 2 and Kid Dracula. It has Adventure 3 as well. No, it doesn't. It has Adventure 1 and 2. Why does it not have Adventure 3? Because there isn't an Adventure 3. Yeah, there there's is. There's Castlevania. Castlevania The Legend, there's Castlevania no. 2, Simon's Revenge, and then there's the third one. There's Castlevania Adventure and Castlevania Adventure 2. That's all there was on the Game Boy. No. Yeah, Castlevania was... Legends. No. There was a remake of Castlevania Adventure 2 on uh, Wii <laughs> a few years back. But no, it's a really good collection. Um... There's some stuff where, like, for some reason you can't have full screen for free ratio without scan lines on. But I don't know if that's something to try and make sure the scan lines line up properly when it's scaled up. I don't know. Um, but you can have, like, pixel perfect mode and all that, but they do seem to be backwards. There's a few little things they need to fix. Um, apparently they're patching in a thing to let you switch which region you're playing as, which is good because Castlevania 3 has better music in Japan because it uses that extra sound chip in the Famicom. You're looking at that, you can't get it right, can't you? You're wrong. See, you're all wrong. Fucking Castlevania. Yeah, and the Game Boy Castlevania games have a um, a special filter called a dot matrix filter to make it look like a Game Boy screen. It's really nice. Gives it all everything like appears in little squares with tiny little gaps between the squares, like on a Game Boy. It's nice stuff. But um, I've been playing that a bunch. It's like I've managed to finish Super Castlevania Four. That took some doing. But I kick that thing's ass eventually. Castlevania Legends is the third game on the Game Boy. Fuck yes. Doesn't exist. Fuck you. Fuck yeah. Right. Told you. Castlevania. There's Castlevania. It's not in the collection, so it doesn't matter. Well, no, it does matter. It's a game. It and it's the exist. best it's of the three. The... No, it's not. You play as the woman. No, no one cares about that one. You play as. Sonia. No one cares. Belmont. Mm. The first Belmont to confront Dracula. No, oh. Dracula. Anyway, it's it's a good collection. Oh, it's really late nice as non-canon. Yeah, exactly. Um, Castlevania Bloodlines, the Mega Drive port is like spot on, so that gives us a good um, idea of what the Mega Drive Mini Bloodlines will be like. Yeah, it'll be the same file. Because um, yeah, it would be practically the same. Because they M two don't like do blanket emulators for their stuff. They make an emulator specifically for each game. Really. Um, yeah, that's why their so emulations are good. They just go straight ahead and make so it So they're not just going to steal someone else's emulation? No, because they're really not lazy else. bastards. That's what Nintendo does. They do all sorts of crazy stuff with their ports. Um, there seems to be a weird bug in the first Castlevania where on certain stages sometimes there's a beeping noise every few seconds. Beep. Like a little blip. But um, they'll patch that out. They'll fix it. But um, yeah, they've been doing some good stuff recently because they're doing that um, virtual racing that's coming out on Switch. It has the eight-player split-screen mode on it. If you fancy trying, 
to play eight-player split-screen on a Switch screen. I can't believe you can't play the third Castlevania game. No one likes that one. It's not canon. It's great. No. None of the non-canon really ones are in there. Have you completed any of the Game Boy Castlevania games yet? No, because they're too difficult. They are fucking tough. Yeah. But Especially the first one that somehow still has screen tearing. Yeah. Which is recreated in the... Really? Yeah, they've actually left the screen tearing in. Oh, there was a better... So there's a better version of that, because I don't know if you remember the Konami collections for Game Boy Color. But the they first the Game Konami... Boy Advance collection of no, Castlevanias. The first Konami collection, which was Game Boy Color, Game Boy Original compatible, has a colour version of the first Castlevania game for the Game Boy, and it's actually... It runs better. Yeah, no, it's not the one But I'm good. I finished Super Castlevania 4, though. First time you've done it. Yeah. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's a difficult game. I fucking hate the... You know, um, so I use save states when I did it. Yeah, you probably save every platform you jump on, don't no, you? Little coward. Fuck no, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But you save states, and you know when you go to fight Dracula and you've got those stairs that go up and there's meat hidden? Yeah. I saved right there and didn't realise there was meat, and I had about four bars missing from my life. So I It's had not real... just meat there. Is there not? There's more than that. Do you, you, you go up the top and you hit the. You, 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 yeah, you yeah, go up yeah, and hit yeah, the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you jump off the platform before the stairs, you'll land on an invisible platform and a shit ton of meat, 99 hearts, and a cross, and the power ups. For, to let you throw three across at once, drop out. Yeah. So I did it with like I had like the one power up and cross and like forty hearts. That's so I did, I did. I did. It was fine. I completed it. It's just like it was fucking irritating. Yeah. Just got to know your secrets, man. Yeah. Got to know my secrets. There's that other secret where there's the uh, in the caves where the things suck you towards the caves. There's one of them that if you stand next to it, it'll suck you into a secret room. Oh really? With a bunch of fixed items and stuff. Cool. Yeah, you got to know your secrets in Castlevania. Have you played any of Kid Dracula yet? Yeah, yeah. Got a bit. Kid Dracula is one of the best Game Boy games. It's so not a Game Boy game. This is, the, this, is a, this is the Famicom game. The Game Boy game was released outside Japan. This is the Famicom one that was never released outside Japan. Oh, really? Yeah. What's it like? It's really good. Really? It's classic Castlevania. I played the Game Boy one years ago, but this is the But that's Kid Dracula, Famic- yeah? Yeah, but that's like a different game. It's not the same as the Famicom version. Huh. But the Famicom one's really good. Um, it's really cool because, like, I've got the soundtrack for Castlevania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah in yeah, Symphony of Night. Yeah. No, in Symphony of Night, the oh right, the game had a soundtrack CD, okay. and it had a bunch of music from Kid Dracula for the Famicom. That huh. you know, so I've known this music for years, and I'm finally playing the game it's from. I didn't realize that Kid Dracula was on the fucking Famicom. It was on Famicom first. It's like the whole Gargoyles Quest thing, where um, yeah, yeah, where you got the original one, then the sequel was on the sequel no, on no, NES, and the then first... they ported the sequel to the Game Boy later. No, no, they had the original one NES, then the sequel on Game Boy, and then the third one on SNES. No. No, the first game was on the Game Boy, Gargoyle's Quest. The second one was on the NES. Yeah. Bigger budget game, and they ported it back to the um, Game Boy. And the third game is Demon's Crest, which is on the Super NES. Yeah. Which is a great game. Really difficult intro on that game. Mm. I like you just you start off against that massive boss. Yeah, you just got spam shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a really good port. So I, would, I want to try the arcade collection they did, but at the same time, the arcade collection is not full of as. No. The games don't have as much meat on their bones as Castlevania does. That's kind of the thing, like, Castlevania, I've played Castlevania. It does have Haunted Castle on it, though, which yeah. is the arcade port of Castlevania. Yeah, it's meant to be awful. It's all right. It's just really fucking difficult. I really, really fucking love the original Castlevania. Mm. I told you about this. Like, I had loads... I think Dracula's was... Curse is probably the best of the NES ones. Yeah, I think Dracula's Curse is way better. Although it has the also... irritating stairs. When it comes to, when it comes to the, <laughs> the carts, I remember that my mate always had Dracula. Uh, not mm. Dracula's Curse. I always had the first Castlevania, but Dracula's Curse no one ever had. Because I think even then it was. Oh, it was late. That was late. It was like ninety-one, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but you got to remember, like, I was playing these after. So this was like their older brother's console, and then the older brother had a SNES. So I was playing like the older. So console. I played them when they came out. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I played the first one. Much older than I am. Yeah. 
But um, but yeah, like I only played the original one. The Castlevania. original Castlevania, I love so much. I can mm. complete that game, and I fucking love doing it. That's that's one of those games. Yeah, that can you can complete legit though without save states. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, the first right. one I can. Yeah, right. The only one that I can't is Dracula's Curse and um and Simon's Quest. Who the fuck knows how to complete that fucking game? Um, but the Game Boy ones, I've completed the first Game Boy one. I've completed the third one, and I've completed Kid Dracula. I've completed four um, Super Castle Winner, I should say. Um, but I have never completed Bloodlines. Bloodlines I've done a lot of Bloodlines. I was playing it the other lot, day. I got a lot the... of cheeky shit. Now. Yeah, like the fucking Rush Spearman. Yeah. On the third stage? I got to the end of the Lean Tower Pisa stage the other day. Yeah. Um, fighting the boss on that, and eventually I was just like, fuck it, I can't be arsed. <laughs> um, I'll probably go through that again and I reckon, yeah, I think I'm surprised like, how far I got, though, because it was on one continue. I got up to the yeah. friggin' the boss on Lean Tower Pisa, which is probably further than I've got in years. I used to play that on the Mega Drive years ago. Mm. But it was a new generation, apparently when I was a kid. Fucking such a good game. What I want now is I want them to release a Rocket Knight Adventures collection, which... There's only three games. Yeah. Well, no, because you could have Rocket Knight Adventures, yeah. Sparkstar, and you could have the SNES version of Sparkstar, which is different. The Mega Drive and SNES versions of Sparkstar Isn't are both the Mega different. Drive be- version better and the SNES version has a weird bug no, where both... it doesn't run the same? No, no, they're both, they're both good. And then there's the Xbox 360 one, just for posterity, which is an alright game. It's decent. Mm. It's not Rocket Knight. Could you have a new Rocket Knight game? That'd be nice. Yeah, bring that shit back. There was back. one on the 360. Yeah, it? that's what I said. Yeah, there's Rocket Knight Adventures made by some other group. Mm-hmm. Um, the card- God, I fucking love Castlevania. Yeah, and the I just want to play Castlevania good. now. Oh, tough, you're not allowed. That's all I want to fucking do is play bad. Castlevania. No, I just download. Yeah. The only thing that's a bit disappointing is that Castlevania collection doesn't have the Snes Dracula Rex. Um, yeah, which loads of people Rondo keep dissing. Blood. I suppose it's not. It's an uncanon one, isn't it? Rond- wouldn't be Rondo Blood wouldn't be on there because they just did that in the collection with um, Symphony of Night, didn't they? Oh, yes, last year, did, yeah, yeah. The remaster. But that was PS4 exclusive, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it yeah, was because um, it was apparently might have been running a PSP emulator. Yeah, in the background. Well, that's basically what it is, isn't it? Because it's yeah. not upscaled or. I don't think it is exactly the same PSP version. So I was playing the PSP ones as well. I bought a bust them out and played them when I got that, and they're not exactly the same. Yeah, because you've got the you've got the 3D redo of Rondo of Blood. Haven't yeah, you? I PSP. fucking love that. Yeah, it's the really weird, good. the weird skull thing in the graveyard on the second yeah. level. I don't know why they. I don't remember that being in the original. Yeah, it's all. It's, it's a very accurate original yeah. to the original. But, but um, yeah. I really fucking like that. I would That's like Dracula good. X. Like if they did a second Castlevania collection. Yeah. Do Dracula X and then chuck in some of the Game Boy Advance ones. I can see him not doing oh, the like DS Lament ones of because Sorrow of sorrow and stuff. Yeah, I can see him not doing DS because of the whole friggin'. Well, DS only had Mirror of Fate. But um, there's. 3DS games, isn't no, there? No. Oh, DS. Sorry, yeah. I'm thinking 3DS. Uh, 3DS had Mirror of Fate. That was that rubbish. That was, was the right. new Star One. Wasn't it was, it? was right. terrible. I it played it. Didn't like it. Didn't like his Do pants. You know? no. Because oh, I played that. I played that after I played Blackgate, put, the um, Batman game. I'll do a Castlevania collection that has um, Harmony of. Is it Harmony of Dissonance? The multiplayer yeah. online one. That game was fantastic. Lament of Sorrow and Harmony of Dissonance. Lament but of Dis- Sorrow's oh. a PS2 one, isn't it? GBA. What was the PS2 one called? Don't know. Well, I'm sure it was Lament of something. There was Lament two PS2 innocence. games. Yeah, I think it might be. Um, I like the PS2 one. No one else did. I didn't like the N64 ones. I didn't like the PS2 Racist. ones. I just didn't. I hated them. I think the only time that I went back and I and I really committed myself to a Castlevania game was fucking the GBA ones. Mm. Loved them. Yeah, I've got Harmony of whatever it was on the G. I sold that actually. I might have. Yeah, because I need money. Um, I need more money. Send money to my PayPal. But um. Who only... wants to buy a shit game off me for 20 quid? What are you doing now? 
No, you can't have my Castlevania Symphony. No, no, no. I was trying to remind myself what the Castlevania games were on PlayStation, but I think it there is There was only Symphony Night and there's um, the Castlevania remake. Collection. No, there's that um, Castlevania, whatever it was called, which was basically a remake. Yeah, it's of, the first game. Yeah. Yeah, I played that as well, yeah. Yeah. That was crap. Timing was all weird. Your face is all weird. Well, no, I just don't know what it was, but that 8-bit game is just, it's perfection. The only time that I ever feel like that game's cheap is the Medusa heads, but there are ways around that. It's no, just the Medusa heads just to watch their pattern. Yeah, it's just a really frustrating section. It's one thing I like with Super Castlevania 4 is that the Medusa heads are limited. Yeah. They only send when... They, they activate when you walk to a certain point in the screen. Yeah. It's not like they constantly come for you, which is better. But um, yeah, it's, it's good. Anyway, you got your last review. I do. And I you do. went and reviewed Dark Phoenix early. So what is your big review for the finale? My last review. Uh, so it's a new movie. Oh. It's been out for like a week now. Yeah. Uh, I went to go see Aladdin. You'd love to get Aladdin. Disney's Aladdin. Cue the clip. Okay. So, so um, it's funny that you picked that song because that's one of the only songs that, that is decent. So let's let's get into it. Everybody knows the Prince story. Prince Ali, Pagliacci, they're the same person. Everybody knows the story about... Um, about Aladdin, I think at this point. I think most kids have seen the animated version. So this is like a... I don't know who this is for, but let's let's ignore that. Um, so Aladdin is a streetwise street rat, thief, who is getting by by stealing off the streets of Rag- Agrabah. Um, <coughs> and uh, and he's he's making a living with his pet monkey, Iago. Iago's not a monkey, fucking idiot. His pet monkey, Abu. And they're, they're, they're sort of scraping out a living. Um, he's sort of got it down to a, t- down to a T and he knows, knows how to survive. Survive the street, sorry. Stop throwing up. I'm not throwing up, I've got hiccups. Stop having hiccups. No, I can't drink. It's because you were drinking Lucas. It's because I was drinking the Lucas Aid, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, someone, someone gave me some Lucas Aid, I drank it, and now I've got the hiccups. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? One second, I'm just going to hold my breath for a second. <gasps> you done? Mm-mm. No. No. Mm. Should go, um. Mm. Order pizza, that'll get here, aren't you? Mm. Yeah, go on. There we go. Alright, so, um. So, yeah, Aladdin is a streetwise little thief. He basically just steals stuff to survive. And one day, the princess, who is forbidden from travelling outside of the castle walls, goes on an adventure to go and travel through the streets. She makes the mistake of giving bread to suit two impoverished children. This catches the ear or er uh, of the guards who oh, yeah. chase it. Oh, yeah. Of the guards who You're chase... Really bad at words, though. Yeah, I am really bad at words. I let your mispronunciation of so aesthetics go by earlier as well. Um, aesthetics. Aesthetics. Aesthetic. Jesus Aesthetics, everyone. Um, so, um, yeah, so she gets chased down and Aladdin shows her how to survive on the streets very briefly before she has to return to the castle because there is a prince arriving to meet her and potentially wed her. Um, and in one of the, like, one of the only sequences that made me laugh, it's Billy from the new Power Rangers movie. He plays, like, this German, very camp priest. Billy? Uh, not priest. Uh, you know the Red Ranger from the new Power Rangers That's movie? That's Dacre Montgomery. Yeah, there you go, that guy. So he plays he plays this Jason. really camp Austrian, like, Austrian prince who's turned yeah. up to marry her. And he's like, he's he is he steals the show in the scene he's in because he's the only so person... So both him and Kimberly are in the same film. Yeah. He's the only character who's kind of fun. He turns up and he's like, he's like, oh my god, the people here they love you, and they kind of love me too in my in my country, don't they, guys? And then all the guards are like, ha, 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 yes, 
like that, like all in unison, like a rehearsed thing. And he's like, he's like, though they're a little bit crueler behind my back, aren't they? And then all the guys go, ah, ha, 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 no, <laughs> and that like, and uh, and yeah, he's like, and she's got like obviously the big tiger. She's got the um, I can't remember the name. No, of it. Trini has the tiger. No, but she has a big tiger. And basically, he goes, he goes, he's like, he's got a little stupid little tassel thing, like a prince tassel thing, like a like Kane and he's like he's like oh you've got the kitty I love kitties kitties love me I'm going to stroke him and she's like I wouldn't do that and he's like okay I won't and then travels off just fucks off and he sort of leaves the movie at that point um, oh, he should like, have been the star it, it, it follows the plot very like it's very similar to the plot of the original animated version um, you fool he's not an Aladdin yeah he is no he's not yeah he is no, Jafar is um, so Jafar is a kind of a misstep in this though he is not He's not as camp and as fun as... Um, but he's not a uh, freaking that guy. Well, he's not as camp and he's not as fun. He's just sort of some guy. Billy Magnuson was Prince Anders. Oh. What yeah. else has he been in? Uh, he was in Into the Woods. He's in what? Into the Woods. He's in the next James Bond film. Yeah, yeah. Aladdin. Uh, Tell Me a Story, Velvet Buzzsaw. Yeah. Huh? It's a maniac. Yeah. And Power Rangers? No, I've gone past Power Rangers. He's not in Power Rangers. You've yeah. gone past Power Rangers, so it was on his IMDb. No, I've gone past where it would be. Okay, so he's in Power Rangers. An episode cool. of... No, he's not. I've gone past where it would be. He's, he's gonna not be on in Power Rangers. If you scroll down... He's should... not. Scroll down. I've gone to 2018. Keep going down. 2017, that's the Keep year going. Power Rangers. Power Rangers, 2015. Power Rangers. The TV series? No. TV series? No. no. no he's in no. CSI. Keep going. Power Rangers. Anyway, why are you doing that? Naomi so, Scott is in Power Rangers, the so Pink Ranger. She in, was she was Jasmine. So in terms of in terms of like the film, it it just doesn't really need to have happened. It feels it's really weird. It feels flat. Like probably the only time that the that it really comes alive is as, as I said, where that guy's on screen, he's really funny, he's really camp, really stupid. He seems to be the only person who who watched the animated film before doing this because he's the only one who sort of like. He's cartoonish. They have time to watch these films. <laughs> and I think that's kind of what they should have done with Jafar. Jafar should have been cartoonishly evil. Like, the whole point is that he's got everyone under a spell, and he has he's still a wizard in this. The whole point is he's got everyone under a spell, and he's using, like, that magic like Jafar to... Jafar hot. He's not even hot. Like, that's the fucking problem. Jafar's like a proper first trap in the cartoon. I'm like, yeah, that's a sexy Jafar. His eyes are on fleek. Mm. Um, but in this, does he's the just... voice of Yago in this? It's just some dude. It's, cause it's Bill Hader, parrot. isn't it? I don't know, but it's like just sure a parrot. Sure, it's Bill Hader. Like, it is just a parrot. Like, it's not even like it's got a personality anymore. It's just a parrot. Well, everyone says Yago's really good in this film. Really? Because it's just a parrot. It's just someone... I think you're not paying attention, are you? I watched this with Tara, and Tara said that she was, she was the one who suggested we go see it. I went to go see it, and I just didn't have a good time. The songs are all very flat. There's some new songs in there, but it's really weird. Basically, they go to capture Jasmine after Jafar has like started his whole scheme. Alan Tudjik was oh, the really? voice of Yago. That's not surprising. He's kind of in everything. Oh, but, Frank uh, Welker was the voice of the Cave of Wonders. Cool. When they go and when they go to grab her, she has a song like "I Will Not Be Speechless," mm. and then she's singing it. Time stops, and everyone around her turns to dust. That's and not so, nice. Is that meant to be like? The thing is, though, as that's happening, she's, like, travelling through the scenes and seeing everything, and everyone's turning to dust, even her dad. So it's not sand. Maybe it's sand. Uh, but then, 
when the song ends, she comes to and she's still outside and she just starts calling out to the people that just told her to like get taken away. And then suddenly they change her mind. She can run back in the room and she starts sassing about a bunch of shit. Mm. And it's just fucking ridiculous. Like, uh, as I was saying... It's a Guy Ritchie film for you, man. Yeah, it's just fucking, it's just crap. The, well, the carpet is a highlight. The carpet's really good in this. It's just the cape from Doctor Strange, though. So that's... Who plays the carpet? The carpet. It's an actual carpet. They hire... Oh, yeah. they, it's not racist. They're not racist. They hire carpets for carpet rolls. Yeah. Um, the carpet's really good. Abu is fucking terrifying. Because it just looks like a real monkey. <laughs> it's just fucking Get horrifying. Get ready for that with the Lion King. Yeah. Oh, they put those posters up for the Lion King. It's just looking. like... They just look like animals. Yeah, nightmare fuel. Um, um, animals aren't nightmare fuel. Well, they are if they're like talking and shit. They're mm. fucking crazy. Um, parrots talk. Will Smith is kind of the highlight. Mm. Just because he's playing a charismatic guy again. So, you know, and this is one of the weirdest things when you're watching Aladdin is, I remember Will Smith used to be one of the biggest film stars in the world. At one point, he was being. He has the longest streak the... of number one films ever in film history. Yeah, and for a long time, he was going to be. Wild Wild Neo. West went to number one in the he cinema. He was going to be like Neo mm. in The Matrix. Yeah, but he went to do Wild Wild West instead. But he went to do Wild Wild West. Mm. And Wild Wild West is a bad film, but it's kind of watchable because he's still kind of charming in it. Wicked Wild Wild West. Jim West. Desperado. Rough Rider. No, you don't got none of this. Run of this. Buffalo Soldier, just like I told you. Every damn saw that sin distress, she'd be out of that dress when she meet Jim West. Anyway. Wait, no, no, come on, finish. No, because I can't remember the rest. It's always the damsel in distress line I was like. It was Salma Hayek in that film. Remember Salma Hayek? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's lovely. You don't want to see my hand with my hips be at Artemis from the start of this, running the game, James West, Team of the West, so remember my name? I haven't heard Chris Hemsworth rap for the new Men in Black film yet. <laughs> anyway, so, um, sorry, back to Aladdin, back to Aladdin. So there are two, there are a couple of highlights. Friend Like Me is really good because, again, it's Will Smith just being a fucking ridiculous, weird cartoon. Um, Prince Ali is good because it's kind of hard to fuck that song up. Mm. Um, a Whole New World is butchered. Yeah. Like, it's really weird. So, you know, like... A it's whole not like they've had a stage show going on for 20 years they could have just pulled like, from. Yeah, like everybody kind of just knows that song, right? Mm. There's a whole new world, don't you dare close your eyes, a whole new... And like, you you know the pitch, you know the tone. Yeah. And this is, a whole new world, don't wow, you dare wow, wow. And then it goes into a freaking dubstep breakdown. world, else to see. And it's like that, it's like the timing seems like it's like a dying iPod. Yeah. And it's really odd. But like, or a record that's got it's yeah, uh, it's yeah, warped. Well, no, warped. what's the thing? The term for the music? Way, wow and flutter. Ha, it's wow and flutters. Mustard. I watch techno videos. So it's, it's just it's really odd because all the money's gone into this, and there's some moments where you're like, people. Hold on, a full on Bollywood this. movie. Yeah, I mean, just that fucking would be give better. it massive, great big song oh, and yeah. dance numbers, bright, colourful, huge sets. But this is going to make billions of dollars, and it's going to be really popular, and people are going to love it. Do you remember Dumbo came out? Yeah, but Dumbo was shit. Yeah. Like, this This at least... The other day when I was like, oh, yeah, Dumbo's coming. I'm like, nice. Nah, it came out months ago. Yeah, I'm thinking about <laughs> watching that soon. I might watch that for mm. the next podcast. Um, but, Lion King's out soon. Yeah, I know, 21st of July. Little Mermaid's filming right now. Oh, God. Why can't they just make original films? Or re-release the animated ones? Remaster and restore the animated ones? No, their remasters are terrible. Oh, they're really bad? Their remasters they've done of Disney animated films are awful. Ugh. They destroy all the detail in the image. Oh, so they don't? They get rid of the brush strokes and stuff like that? Yeah, it's all uh, sorts. Like, um, the shiny effects on Cinderella's dresses oh. are gone. They've... Like, you, some, you know, like when you use that pixel filter upscaler on retro games and yeah, everything yeah, just looks yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. smeared? 
They've done that. It, it looks just like, looks terrible. It looks like someone's put Vaseline all over your fucking yeah. screen. Um, well, that's a shame. But like all the all the details gone from the faces, like all the lying, like full. It's a shame, isn't it? I think there's videos online about it. But, it's um, almost as bad okay. as that Buffy remaster. Okay, well, yeah. then maybe not that. But I mean, I just don't understand why this is a thing. I don't know, man. It's just money, isn't it? It's just going to make money. Because they did one of them and then. Yeah, made a lot of money. Ba- yeah. Yeah, like they made Alice a lot of money. Alice in Wonderland made a shitload of money for them. Well, so. you've got to remember that Cinderella was the original one of all this. 2006. Cinderella? No one saw it. Was there Cinderella? Yeah. With Kate Blanchett. Was there? Yeah. Cinderella was. It was around the same time. Was Ella did- Enchanted? No. So you remember the film Mirror Mirror? Julia yeah. Roberts? Yeah. Same time Cinderella came out. That's not that long ago, is it? 2006. Uh, yeah, like 2006. I thought it was Maleficent was the one that kick-started all this no, stuff. No, Maleficent was after it. Because Maleficent made a ridiculous amount of money. And uh, what was it? Alice in Wonderland is like one of the highest grossing films of all time. Which yeah, is... which is fucking ridiculous. That's how that's how Tim Burton keeps getting fucking work, isn't it? Yeah. Shit. Oh, it's 2015. Sorry, I was completely wrong. What, Cinderella? Yeah. yeah I told so you it wasn't Kenneth that long ago. Branagh directed it. Yeah. And yeah, I'll tell you, Maleficent was the one that kickstarted all this live-action Disney stuff. Yeah, Lily James played Cinderella, and Kate Blanchett played her aunt. Richard Madden, Stan Skarsgård, Holly John Green. Madden. Yeah, Derek, Derek Jacobi, and Helen Buffum Carr. Um, I mean, like, so the problem is that it's going to make money. It's going to make a lot of money, and for some people, this will be their Aladdin. And I kind of feel bad for those people because this is a very diluted version of what we got. Like even the Cave of Wonders, a sequence that should be the best sequence in the film. Is just sort of like blur. There's no threat to it because he's got the lamp and everything's fine. They're gonna remake Return of Jafar next. Yeah, I hope so. And they bring him back. It's like Camp Jafar, hot Camp Jafar. It's just fucking. Just make every character Oscar. What was the third one? Uh, the third one was Prince of Thieves or something. like Yeah, that. and the Forty Thieves. And it was the the one where Robin Williams came back. The third yeah. one. Yeah, um, but it's just yeah, it's just it's like I said, it's like a really diluted version. This is this is fine mush. Like you could have this on if you've got very very young children and you need something to distract them. This will distract. No, them. I've not watched any of them. But these live like, action remakes. My favorite scene in the whole film is there is a scene where where Aladdin as Prince Ali is going to a party that's being held by the princess and her father, the Sultan. Or yeah, he's a Sultan. Um, and he goes there with Will Smith as just Will Smith as like his servant is like main. Literally Will Smith. Yeah, just Will Smith in like an ad, like an like a costume. He's like, yeah, Will Smith, he's Fresh not... Prince of Bel Air. So they walk in, and immediately he's like, he's like, I was in a lamp for ten thousand years. I have not been to a party for thousands of years. Do not mess this up for me. <laughs> and like and like they're in there, and he's and he's like, so uh, I gave you stuff to buy you. And and it, next to him, Will Smith is just like, this is the most awkward experience of my life. Like, I hate being in that lamp, but right now this moment is so awkward. I wish I was in that lamp. Oh. and like, and it's it's just fucking ridiculous. Aladdin like could have wished he was in the lamp. <laughs> yeah, like anything to do with anything where Aladdin and Will Smith are interacting with people, and Aladdin is just being awkward, and Will Smith is just calling him out on it. Basic humour is funny in mm. this. They can get basic humour right. Like the intro to when he's like, after the whole Prince Ali song, and they're bringing in all the shit as like a dowry to marry the princess. He's like, we've got all these spices and gold and all this shit. And it's like, oh, am I meant to be impressed by this? Is this you purchasing me? And he goes, he goes, yes. No, I don't mean I can buy you. These are gifts for your time. Mm. And then Will Smith is like, you can recover from this. Just, you know, focus up. He's getting to hitch mode, man. Yeah, that's basically it is hitch. Mm. It is hitch in those Get Kevin scenes. James. 
But it's just, it's such a shame that they didn't do more with this. I mean, the amount of money behind this. And you can tell there's a lot of money. And there's some, like, really nice little set pieces. Like, the set design is fucking great. And there's, like, a running sequence where he throws a rug so it crashes for a roof. But he's actually goes, like, he holds onto a rope and then goes into a window below. Mm. And they're like, oh, God, he's jumped through that roof. Go get him. Because they think he's falling through. And he's actually just in the room below. And he just goes back up and he's like, Crafty beggar. Nice little shit like that is like really good, but it's just the leads don't really gel, and it's not it's not Jasmine's fault, and I don't think it's his fault. I think it's bad direction. There's no real dialogue directing it. Oh yeah, there's no real dialogue that makes it feel like they're falling for each other, or there's any charisma. People love Guy Ritchie, but the only time Guy Ritchie's good is when he's got good actors. It's the actors, not him and his Mm. direction. I mean, look at Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. The thing that most people remember out of that is Bricktop because he's such a weird character in these films. Yeah. And then you've got stuff like you have the great interactions by fucking... You've got Jason Statham at his height of his game. like That's just early Jason yeah. Statham. Like, but Before that's, the one. That's when he was acting. Yeah. And then you've got people like, who is the... Um, Shortly after he was a de- uh, Olympic diver. Who were the four main people in that? So you've Point got... Snatch. It was Dexter Fletcher. There was Dexter Vinnie Fletcher. Jones. Yep. Jason Statham yep. and uh, someone else. Oh, who was the tall guy that plays like? Oh, he was in Doctor Jekyll. He was Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde in uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Reciffins? No, it's not Reciffins. You and Bremner? It's not you and Bremner. Um, it's he was also in Wrath of the Titans. He played the king in uh, no Crash of the Titans. Sorry, Clash of the Titans. Yeah, that's the a classic remake. film. The remake, masterpiece. That film. Yeah. My favourite bit's when Sam Worthington goes, when they're going to fight Medusa, and Sam Worthington's like, right, now don't look this bitch in the eye. Mm. And no one questions where his East London accent I'm came from. I'm the juggernaut, one night. bitch. That was, that was Vinnie Jones. It was Jason Fleming. Jason Fleming. Yeah. You're Fleming. Jason Fleming, who uh, who's in so much stuff. So he was in Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch. But then he is also in From Hell, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, all in a very short space of time. Um, mm. But his Jesus fucking Christ, he has a ridiculous. So he's in the 1994 Jungle Book, then Rob Roy, then Stealing Beauty, Hollow Reed, Indian Summer, The James Gang, The Life of Stuff, and Spice World, the movie. That was in three years. Then he went on to be in Lockstock, Two Smoking Barrels, The Red Violin, and Deep Deep Rising in the same year. It was 1998. Deep Rising, the same yes. year as Rockstock and Two it's Smoking Barrels. Is he in a Harry Potter? He is. He's going to be is. in a Harry Potter. Of he course, is. he's going to be in a Harry Potter. Everyone is. Where is he in a Harry Potter? Uh. He's not in a Harry Potter. What the fuck? He's not in a Harry Potter. Jason Isaacs was, though. He's in Seed of Chucky. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's in Rockstar, Below, The Bunker, Mean Machine. Wait, Rockstar, the Tom Cruise No, musical. that's not Tom Cruise. It was... No, you're thinking of... Um, Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages. That yeah. was fucking awful. But yeah, he was in... Uh, he was in From Hell, Mean Machine, The Bunker, and Rockstar. He was in six films in one year. 2001. He was in... Anna Zapter and The Body, along with From Hell, Me Machine, The Bunker, and Rockstar. Jesus fucking Christ, this guy acts. He's in everything. Mirrors, Shifty. The yeah, he's probably only got like a week. Solomon work. Kane, do you remember that film? No. Uh, City of Life, Clash of Titans, Kick-Ass, The Social Media, Made in Romania, Dead Sir. Oh, Dead Sir? Is that the film? Are you going to do a podcast? Oh, no. So Dead Sir's going to stare at IMDb. Dead Sir's not the series that involved a band that got electrocuted and then could see dead people in there to help them finish up their life and they were a goth band and it was pretty great. It had Tyler Labine in it. Glam Metal Detectives. What? Anyway, carry on. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, so Aladdin... No I can't, one remembers Glam Metal Detectives. I can't really recommend it to anyone because, I mean, like I said, the only time... Well, then. That, 
The only time that I'd say that this is like an appropriate film to watch is when you put it on for the kids in the background whilst you're doing something else. Kids have better taste. Yeah. Like two hours, two hours, and you could distract for two hours. But I would kids always say... Blippy now. I would always say put the original on because it's mm. so much better. Mm. And that's the weird thing. The original... So I didn't rewatch this before. Yeah, but they've made the Blu-rays look like shit so no have one they? wants to watch them. For fuck's sake. That's what I'm saying. They've ruined them. It's fucking ridiculous. Disney Disney have purposely made their Blu-rays and their vid DVDs look terrible. The Lion King I've got is not bad. They all you just honestly you compare them to the original images and they look really? awful, especially the older stuff. Well, that's alright because like animation holds up on DVD. Yeah, not when Disney does it. Oh, really? Is it that bad on DVD as well? You look at the comparisons of like Snow White and stuff like that, and it's all the everything's joke. gone. Like you can't even see the line detail. Oh uh, well, let's not talk about that anymore. I give this a uh, David Spade. It's not quite a Rob Schneider, it's not quite a fucking Adam Sandler. It's not like completely without merit, it's just there is so little merit here. And the fact they butcher like fucking some classic songs. Like I said, a whole new world, you it's so easy to get right. Everyone knows it. It's like someone getting sealed kiss from a rose wrong. It's like if someone went, Oh, you are a right in time, alone on the sea. Seen Batman like, Forever's out on 4K Blue. I know, now. yeah, really <laughs> recently. That'll have um, the music video on there. And that's the thing, like... Uh, kiss from a rose. When you're dealing with a property like this, just this get it right. Jesus Christ. Even if you just get the songs right, get them right. Hmm. And that's the easiest thing to do. The songs in The Lion King will be... I'm the king of the swingers, but... The jungle that's the Jungle Book. Be... Yeah, but you remember the Jungle Book remake? No, I They did a live-action remake of Jungle Book, and instead of having songs, they have small sections of the songs in the film so they don't have the full musical numbers anymore so King Louis it's embarrassing yeah but it's King not a real Louis film anymore. King Louis is massive and terrifying and that Jungle Book is a film I'd recommend it's a live act actually there you go that's the one that breaks the trend Jungle Book is like a good three four, five, three, four stars out of five like that's a film I'd recommend to people because it is like Baloo is charming they're going down the creek saying I want to be you know like um, I want to be like you that's him lazily singing that in a jazz like fusion song like he is just literally I wanna be like you I wanna is it William Shatner no 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 it's Bill Murray oh singing it as well yeah. Um, but yeah just and then King Louie he does the he does his song and he's this fucking massive terrifying ancient ape it's more like King Kong oh. than it is like an orangutan and he's like cr- like crumbling where he's so old and his skin's dry and he's sitting on this pile of jewels and all he wants is the fire. Like he's obsessed with getting the power of fire. And it's a really interesting take on the Jungle Book. This is Aladdin if you just fucking added one part juice, 27 parts water. It's diluted down that terribly. Why do you see it? Yeah, Tara wants to go see it. Don't blame her. Well, no, she did. She wanted to go see it. You could have gone to see uh, Secret Life of Pets 2. Or um, A Dog's Journey. Was that the one they did for that recently? I'm never going to watch any of those fucking films. Those cunts can die. Yeah. The film was the one that ends with the dog getting hit by a car and dragging itself across the street while everyone cheers him on. Yep. Because Christianity or something. Christianity, Christians are a bunch of cunts. Anyway, now you've started. They're not here for you to fucking use. They are living beings. He's off now. All right, okay. Okay, so that was the end of Cryptopocalypse episode 112. You can find Anne, as always, at AdMellowGaming on YouTube. Still the most popular. Many podcasts two hours long. You are still the most popular. Gigabyte of space. You are still the most popular Mellow Gaming channel on YouTube, are you not? Probably. How many listeners or viewers? Viewers, have you got now? Viewers, yeah, not many viewers. How many people do you have subscribed? Oh, 812 apparently. 
We made it. We did it, guys. 812. Well done. Okay, and you can also be found as LV54 Space Monkey on Twitter. To be fair, when I say as, I mean at. So at LV54 Space Monkey on Twitter. You can find myself at Critapocalypse on Twitter, YouTube. Um, no one cares. Yeah, no one does care. You can find us on SoundCloud, us. iTunes, Google Play. You can find us everywhere. If you want to drop a review, like, comment, subscribe, whatever they tell people to do. Um, as always, Trump fucks kids. Boris Johnson's a fucking cunt and a racist and has children all over the place. He may or may not have fucked as well because he doesn't really know who they are. Um, and English politics is fucked because we're still under a Tory go- government. General election. No more Brexit. Fuck you, racist cunts. We don't want you here. Fuck off. We'll keep the immigrants. They're better. They actually pay and they actually have jobs, so that'd be yeah. nice. All right, anyway, so fuck yourself, you racist cunts, and Donald Trump fucks kids. Jeffrey Epstein is one of his running mates in his campaign and is a known pedophile. Actually, a registered sex offender. Mm. As should Donald Trump be. Bye. You're done. Love, Bye. everyone. See you next Jesus. time. Jesus.